You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome to episode 276 of the KB Mod Podcast. It is April 30th, 2017. And that is definitely not the second time I've done that intro. If you're listening to the audio, Ooh. I nailed it the first time perfectly. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. It's perfect. It's, it's the perfect crime. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm back, guys, because I've been gone for the last two weeks. Had stuff going on. Oh, welcome back. Uh, Yes, thank you. I've missed I've missed you. That's good to be it's good to be back. I, I believe Bradley will be absent for a couple of weeks, correct? So mm-hmm. I'm coming back and he is leaving us, but you know, we'll hold down the fort for him. It is uh, it is Just good to be back rotating cast of characters. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to California last weekend, uh, just on basically I got a flight and people were like, Why did you go? It's like, Well, I wanted to go and I it was a good weekend. It worked out for me, and I got round trip direct flights for $233. And it's like really hard to beat that price to go all the way to uh, LA. And yes, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I hope you didn't fly Spirit. And it's like, well, of course it's Spirit Airlines. Where are you going to get right that low? <laughs> However, the thing with Spirit is once you've flown Spirit enough times and you know about like, okay, they could delay it. They charge you for even bringing a cup of water on the plane. Like, you know, like, you know what, what? what you need to do. They don't, uh, by the way. You get one personal item. So you can basically bring like a backpack or a really small carry-on. And I was there from early Friday morning till Monday night. So I had a good amount of time. So how I rationalized it was like, even if I get delayed, like I don't have anything specific I have to be doing. So it's not a huge deal, but uh, all my flights went well. I had my flight back was delayed about an hour, but that was it. The flights were great. And I didn't spend any more money on a carry on or anything like that. Cause it would have been to bring a carry on. It's like 40 bucks per flight. So that's how they get you. I mean, that's, that's, you know, yeah. they, they basically just give you the price of the, the ticket pretty much bare, but yeah, I packed my backpack really tight, and I basically got there round trip for two thirty three. So, if you can find a better price, you let me know. But it was that was really good, good. cross country time. for cross country. Yeah, exactly. I mean, free is obviously the the ultimate, but I didn't have any free flights. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a it was a good time. And then the previous week, I think yeah, it was uh, Easter, so I had two Easter showings with my girlfriend's parents and then my parents, and then of course we did the. Um, the Easter egg hunt and then the crucifixion. Or wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> not the crucifixion. Oh, no, this is when Jesus rose. Oh, we did the the the, the symbolic uh, pushing the stone away from the grave, and it's a whole thing. It takes all day. It gets yeah. pretty weird too. Yeah, we, every, we let, every we year, let everyone person, know that you were uh, that you were busy all day. So yeah, you were, you were praising. I was. I was praising. I, it's it gets weird though. At the end, is like every year someone's chosen has to be chosen to be Jesus, the dead Jesus, and then someone's mm-hmm. the resurrected Jesus. Yeah. This year, I got the resurrected Jesus. So if oh, I, I was, I was, I was happy with that. The dead you Jesus. Don't, when when you're like when you're when you're going through all that, you don't pick someone yeah. to die a few days earlier mm-hmm. and then be resurrected. It's different people. No. Okay. Yeah, it's different people. We okay. Well, yeah. That's, that's not. I mean, that's not very real. Then that's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we have our own take on it. We have <laughs> okay. our own spin. All right. Well, I guess you know everyone has their own interpretation. Exactly. But um, yeah, what's been going on with you guys? Uh, this I won't ask for the past couple of weeks, but this week, anything, anything exciting happened this week to you fellas? Game unrelated to gaming. We're going to get into that because I think Katie, Katie's and I in the pre-show were already salivating to talk mm-hmm. about what we've been playing gaming-wise. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for that. Uh, nothing too exciting for me. My plan yeah. to hit the gym kind of fell through. So hopefully. <laughs> And, uh, Wait, was that something last week that was... Uh... Yeah, I said last week I was going to like try to go to the gym with a buddy of mine, but that plans, mm-hmm. those plans kind of fell through that week. So hopefully 
Was it like uh, I woke up and I'm I just not into this whole thing, or was it like he no, no, he wasn't or... feeling well. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty much going off of like his plan. Like I'm his free guest, and he wasn't feeling well. Uh, that's well, that would that would kill that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a but, convenient um, excuse for you that you get to you get to yeah. laugh of someone else. <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty well. So <laughs> you're just like it worked out pretty well. I didn't really want to go, and he was sick. So no, I meant the plan of basically going to the gym for free is, is going to work out well. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, oh, that was good. But, yeah, hopefully, I'll have some uh, great gym stories in the future. You know, of creepy old men, which I hear so much about. Wait, you, know, you mean you creeping on old men or old men creeping on you? Old men creeping on me? What? Uh, okay. How did you get me creeping on old men? I mean, you didn't clarify, so... Okay, all right. No, hopefully I'll have a story of some shocking experiences. Like, apparently, like, I don't know anything what about... What happens gym. at this gym? <laughs> I'm going to say, not what? I just hear... I've heard stories from certain old defunct YouTube channels of some men who would like walk up to the uh the the hand dryer like the automatic like hand dryer and like turn around and then just kneel back and like <laughs> hold their asshole up to the hand dryer <laughs> and dry themselves that way so i think those nothing like that are very very rare instances i think you're gonna be fine i don't think oh, yeah gonna i was gonna say I, I i have not experienced uh anything that i would consider podcast worthy uh at the gym. no okay no. yeah maybe the actual i mean i've never been so it could be <laughs> just a very calm place I mean, and i'm hyping it up to be to some be fair playground. to be fair i don't know i don't know what the gyms in your area are like so yeah, it's it's so. possible it's not it's not indiana it's gonna be some hick gym <laughs> farmer joe is gonna be you know no not like Maybe aaron is balls out right <laughs> his balls out he's in, he's in like a spider pose in the the washroom <laughs> on his back crawling around like uh what's the chick who crawled out of the TV like, like that bitch yeah but no not other than that not, or other than anything nothing happened this past week uh, oh, yeah what I about you Brandon uh, let's see I didn't really have anything going on this week uh, the only thing I ordered uh, I ordered a new TV for, uh, okay I heard about that room. yeah uh, it was I had a 50 inch uh, Panasonic plasma downstairs that i've had for about seven years and it's worked great you know like nothing's wrong with it but i just decided it was eating away at me over time because uh, like when over the past seven years like when 3d tvs became a thing and like curved tvs and all this other stuff i was like i don't need any of that i don't want any of this stuff right. so i just right. you know i kept i kept the the tv that was working fine for me um but now we're finally at a point where like, you know, then 4K TVs came out, and I was like, okay, well, I don't really need that because there's basically no 4K content. You know, it's it's not really that big a deal. But now there's also HDR, and, like, you know, there's more stuff that's 4K and HDR. And, like, it's just now gotten to the point where I was like, okay, you know what? I think it's time to go ahead and upgrade. Um, and the main reason I wanted to upgrade is because I, I sort of already knew this, uh, but... I didn't realize the extent to which TVs now, like because the bezels, the bezels are so thin, I was able to upgrade from a 50 inch TV, which has, you know, pretty thick bezels. It's seven years old to a 65 inch TV that still fits on my TV stand. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see, like to actually see the difference because it's a lot more Mm -hmm. screen with, you know, not Mm -hmm. much larger a frame, but, uh, I got a new Vizio 
and it's like the new model uh, which literally just came out and that was sort of a coincidence I didn't intend to get the brand new model but it just came out so I was like okay cool I guess I'll get that one and the, the downside is you can only order it right now off of Vizio's website so I did that but like there's no shipping estimate there's no it's just like the order's just processing I'm like oh right. so when am I going to get this TV because uh, <laughs> luckily I found a coworker who wanted my old TV and so, like, I packed up and sold my old TV to him yesterday, and now I just don't have a TV. So yeah, that's, oh my god, this uh, didn't exactly work out uh, with the right timing. But hopefully, within the next week or so, uh, I get I get my new TV. Okay, so, that's good. That was that was like the only mildly exciting thing to happen. That reminds me of something else I did this week. I helped a lot of friends like move into a new apartment. There's like three friends of mine that all got a place, and they straight up th- this concept of just. They, they're perfectly fine with having no TV in the living room because they all just hang out in their rooms and play video games in there all the time. Like, they don't sit together and watch anime. They don't eat together. I don't know. That just concept is just foreign to me. Like, they're perfectly fine with not having a, I mean, a central... I could see that. When I, uh, when I lived in, in college and had three roommates one year, uh, we each had our mm-hmm. own room. And so, like, the only thing we really did in the main area was, you know, cooking and stuff. But, like, I would, well, I don't know. I was a special case because I was playing, you know, a lot of games at that time. So, uh, being in my room was not a problem. But, yeah, I didn't really, like, watch stuff. Except for maybe, like, football games or something on a Sunday. Maybe we'd, you know, hang out in the main room. But I could see that. When you have multiple roommates, it's like everyone wants to furnish the place that they're going to spend time. And then it's like, who's going to mm-hmm. buy, if you're going to have a TV in the living room, like who's going to pay for that? You know, like who's right. going to pay for the couch to put in the living room? Uh, Cause yeah. it's not, it's like a weird situation where no one really wants to chip in because they already have stuff they bought for their own room. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly, <laughs> that's my experience as well. Wait, so you said you were moving out soon, Katie. Did I miss the, how how soon is soon? Or was that a uh, general thought? That was more. I, I think I meant more as like when I move out. I'm oh, going okay. to I didn't know if that meant that you, you would have oh, like yeah. direct plans. Probably, yeah, probably not going to be moving out soon. I will be moving out temporarily to Philly for extra life. Whoa! Nice. What a segue. Mm. Except that uh, you got the city about... wrong. But that's yeah, okay. that's the wrong city. But what? <laughs> you mean Pittsburgh? Wait. Is it Pittsburgh? As it yes. turns out, Philadelphia yes. and Pittsburgh, while they are both in Pennsylvania, five, are five different cities. Damn. Well, I will be moving but either way. temporarily to Pittsburgh. Well, okay. That's, that's, that's <laughs> nice. You could, we kind of skipped over what we've been playing. but uh, we could, Oh, am I breaking the order? I mean... I'm blowing it. You, you I, know what? I, I see that you sacrificed the order for a good segue, which Weird, I can yeah. appreciate. Go with, go with I, I made a sacrifice... Well, that's that's an unceremonious announcement for uh, our Extra Life LAN. We have a date. Um, So for those of you who don't know, maybe you started listening recently to the cast, say, in the past few months. Uh, Every year, we do a a big LAN in support of Extra Life, and we've done this for several years now. Uh, And so we normally do it around Extra Life's official game day, which is typically, like, it's been early November, the past few years and so our uh, land has been in october um and usually like a little bit before that but we're actually because of like 
because of how the event schedule and other like other commitments work out this year, we're actually doing our Extra Life LAN quite a bit earlier this year. It's going to be um, from August 18th to 20th, 2017. So that is in, uh, it's going to be in Pittsburgh. So August 18th through 20th. Uh, we'll have more news at uh, at some point you know, in the near future. But we wanted to go ahead and announce the dates uh, because I know that all of you that listen to this cast are going to immediately put it on your calendars <laughs> That's right. so that you are ready so that you don't schedule you know, something important, right? So that you know, if your parents ask you, hey, do you have anything going on this weekend? You can tell them, yes, I'm going to be at the uh, KB Mod Extra Life Land stream. Uh, so we were, we will uh, we'll have more information for you. Uh, check out the website, kbmod.com, uh, over the next few weeks. We'll probably have more, but uh, that's about four months away. So uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it more on the cast uh, over the next few months. But August 18th through 20th, put it on your calendar, save the date, and, uh, and we'll tell you more you know, pretty soon. There I'll have go. to go ahead and uh, refund my Philadelphia plane tickets. So. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> if you bought to, tickets uh... to Philly, I mean, you could technically drive with me, I guess. Cause I go you could get an Uber, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> KD, uh, since, uh, since you, you put us out of order here, why don't you tell us yeah, the other should... thing going on in KV Mod is that this little nightmare review coming soon. I'll bring it back. Yeah, so Little Nightmares is a game that came out last week, and there will be a review by yours truly coming out this following week. There's no set date because I still have to edit the shit, but stay tuned. Uh, it's going to be a banger, as they say. Ooh. I'm really proud of this video. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a short and sweet little review. So make oh, sure okay. you stay tuned to the website. If, uh, short if you want and sweet, memes. but it's a banger, though. But it's oh, banger. absolutely. I, I love to compress as much information I can into the smallest video without being like, without talking way too fast or being, you know, that, that was kind of the goal. It's only five minutes long, but I feel like I covered the entire game pretty well. So. Okay. Well, in like today's it. fast paced world, I appreciate when you can condense good content into a short amount of time. Cause I'm a busy yes. person. Yes. I, I can't, I mean, I can appreciate the two hour bloodborne analysis videos, but like at this day and age, you got people scrolling through Facebook and Twitter that's they need right. some auto. Our attention video spans are shorter attention. than ever. Five minutes, that's an exactly. eternity. Absolutely. Five <laughs> minutes, to... you probably have opened up over 732 different links <laughs> on your account. I don't think of time in terms of minutes. I think of it in number of tabs opened and <laughs> <That's>, closed. <laughs> that's right. Five minutes, that's yeah. dozens of tabs. I actually have a really that's fucked so up much. confession. The other night, Reddit was down for a while, for like a, a good amount of time. And it was like late at night, and usually when I can't sleep, I just go on my Reddit app on my phone, and I just look at all my different subreddits I'm subscribed to. And uh, dude, I can't tell you, I never, I am, I never <laughs> realized how reliant I am on Reddit, dude. Like even even sitting on my computer, I'll like open it up, I'll check a subreddit, I'll close. You never it. realized it. I didn't, not until it was down, dude. And uh, anyway, I just want to say that I really, I was like, it, it shocked me because I would like open a YouTube and then I watch a YouTube video and I close it. Be like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be on Reddit right now. And then I'd open up a Twitch stream and I'd watch it for a little bit and I'd be like, no, but this isn't Reddit. So you know what? As much as I like to talk shit, dude, I like my. I'm a redditor. I, I'm a redditor in the sense of consuming. I don't. I don't engage with the community. I, I'm more of a leech. But my God, I do love you're me not some the Reddit. person uh, clipping from a Twitch stream and immediately posting it. So that you're the one. <laughs> no, for I, I should be if I would want some karma. But yeah, no, I'm not that. 
Oh, well. Anyway, sorry. But um, all right. Well, Katie, since you also, that was a good segue, but let's go back. Let's let's reverse it and talk to me about what you've been playing, playing this week. This, this podcast so far has really reminded me of Memento. Like everything is being like, <laughs> yes, like, I'm Guy Pierce. I'm recalling everything mm-hmm. in reverse mm-hmm. order. So in what should, what should have been brought up before any of this, I'll talk about what I've been playing this past week which has been quite a bit, actually. I played Little Nightmares yeah. uh, and that I game. You could have done a reverse segue. Little Nightmares review coming, and then you say, and I've also been playing these other games. I didn't want to cut you guys segue. off. You had something going, you know? I don't know. That, that, that would have been a legendary segue, you're right. But um, yeah, Little Nightmares, uh, it only took me about four hours to beat it, and it was uh, a $20 game sort of like, you know, inside or, uh, you know, limbo being that much for a short game. But the game was dope. You know, it had problems, but so much of it is just such a thrilling game. uh, Mm. And there are like control issues. People say a lot of the puzzles, it's pretty much, you know, a 2D puzzle platformer. And a lot of people say like the puzzles are too simple or the game isn't really hard. And yeah, it's missing that challenge. It's missing something really mind blowing in, uh, in gameplay. But, um, I gotta stop looking at chat. But yeah, the game's awesome. Uh, definitely, if you see it on sale, pick it up. Uh, but uh, only... How much is it currently? Uh, it's $20 currently, which I think... I, I mean, I justify... I thought Lim- I thought um, uh, Inside was good for $20, which mm-hmm. was only a three-hour game. So yeah. I can definitely justify this. This, this. this game is just, like, artistically is mm-hmm. such a good-looking game. Like, I found myself... I'm only four hours into Outlast 2, which I'll bring up later, but I found myself being, like, more thrilled in this game than ever, than, like, compared to, you know, coming from Outlast 2, I can really appreciate, like, the art in this game. Uh, like, the actual things trying to kill you in this game are just spectacles to look at, really. Mm-hmm. But, um, for the most part. But, yeah, the game is awesome. Just, uh, if not a little too short. Actually, it's pretty damn short. Um, other than that, I'll save Outlast 2 for last because I want to make that glorious segue. Mm, yes. uh, Battlegrounds is also a segue. I uh, played some more Dark Souls. Found myself... Uh, I, I'm continuing to play that with the uh, the the mod that makes everyone have d- uh, double health, double damage. And I was dying over and over on the first boss, which I could normally beat with my eyes closed. So mm-hmm. I've really been enjoying that mod. I'm about to restart my character because I made one level up wrong. I've leveled up Dex and I should have gotten strength. So mm-hmm. I, I want to get rid of that two hours of progress just mm-hmm. for that little mistake. So it's cool. I feel like I'm really getting that Dark Souls feel over again with this. And just seeing every enemy like kind of recolored for a red phantom is just so cool. Uh, and then other than that, I played some more Persona 5, but I've really been chipping away at that game. I haven't really sat down the way that game is paced, you just want to keep going and going and going. Like you, you don't want to stop playing it. It's 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 a really good game. But uh, yes, I played Battlegrounds with some good buddies of mine. Didn't get any wins. Pretty sad about that. Struggled with the sniper rifle because of the goddamn window hitboxes. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know. How many <laughs> well, hours really... you in uh, in Battlegrounds now? Uh, sitting at thirty right now, which nothing crazy, but you know. Really loving that game. In a game like Battlegrounds, 30 hours played, so much of that is just, you yeah, know... That's not that not, much. Not doing that much, game. yeah. But yeah, you're getting the games take a The games take a long time, but you don't really, like, play too much. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's been fun. Yeah. But I also... I haven't finished it, but I played some Outlast, too. 
And yes. I want to I want to flip it right over to APL because mm-hmm. I want to hear I want to hear what you have to say about this game. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Outlast Two, very obviously, pretty highly anticipated. I mean, if you say AAA horror game, but it's not a sixty dollars game; it's a thirty dollars game. But when it comes to, you know, this genre, Outlast was a pretty big, uh, you know, big influence when it comes to. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, first person horror and all that stuff, and a lot of stuff it done. Whistleblower DLC in that game was really good. So this was pretty pretty highly anticipated game. And I was lucky enough to get a key from from you know the gentleman over at uh, Red Barrel, and you know not the, I'm gonna say though what what my thoughts are about the game, and my thoughts are that this game had a lot of similar issues to Resident Evil Seven, which was a game I did enjoy uh, this this year or, or last year, excuse me, would have been last year at this point, right? Or no, was it this year? It was this year. It was January. It was January. It was the beginning of this year. I thought it was December of 2016, but um. Pretty decently strong start. I think uh, the first couple hours of the game are probably the uh, the strongest that I've th- that I played. Uh, now having finished the game, um, you know it's creepy. You're playing a new character. Um, you're not really sure what's going on. You basically this isn't spoilers because you know this right away. But you find yourself uh, in the de- Arizona desert. Uh, your essentially your airplane, or I'm sorry, your your helicopter has crashed but there are no bodies at the scene of the crash. Your wife is gone somewhere. You find out very quickly that your wife was taken by this weird cult uh, of some kind. And then you're just basically trying to get her back and figure out what's going on while all kinds of crazy stuff goes down. And it's, it's not a, uh, it's a very beautiful game. It runs extremely well. At least. It oh yeah. Mind. Such um, a gorgeous game. Yeah. The lighting's incredible. Uh, if you play it on a decently high setting, it's, it's a, it's a really pretty game. You know, it's very, uh, it's very linear. Uh, it's not, I mean, which is similar to to the last uh, Outlast and Whistleblower. Like that's the way the game is is, is set up. You can't fight back, um, which is the same as the other Outlast games. So there are a lot of good moments where you're getting chased, and you know, it's like, oh god, how am I going to get out of this? Um, but once it gets for me again, I won't spoil as far as any of the content of the game story wise. If you still want to play it, but once it gets, you get to a point where you're at, Katie. I think in the game where you get to the, where you're trying to get to the mines. And mm-hmm. once you get there, for me, the game really kind of takes a bit of a, I don't know if nosedive is the right word, but I'm just going to go with the word repetitive. And it mm-hmm. gets, um, there's a sequence, which again, this isn't really spoiler because this happens early on in the game, but you kind of jump in and out of um, this. You're not really sure what the sequence is. It's, it seems like a memory where you're in a school and it does this a, a ton in the second part of the game. And um it seems like it happens over and over again without uh, much moving in the way of story. And it kind of the pacing and stuff of the second part of the game, it feels like someone in my chat described it as it feels like two games. Like the first part of the game wanted to be like a Hills have eyes style experience, which was pretty creepy. And then the second part of the game really wants to really tries to feel like a fee- It reminds me a lot of fear. If you ever played any of the fear. Really? Games. Um, yeah. And it just kind of, I don't know, by the time you get to the payoff at the very end of the game, it's like a, between a six, seven, eight hour game, depending on if you read everything and do everything in the game. Um, only one ending? Yes, and there's only one ending. ending. <sighs> yes, there's only one ending. <laughs> so again, I won't spoil it, but let's just say I kept saying as I was playing through, because I was actually getting frustrated towards the end of the game, I was like, there better be a sick payoff. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of being facetious uh... because I figured there wouldn't be. And I just, for me, it just, it fell very, very flat. Mm. And 
I, again, I don't think this is too spoiler. I hope it's not. If you think it's spoiler and you want to play it, don't listen. I don't think this will be a spoiler for you, Katie. But I'm just going to say that they there's stuff left to interpretation. Okay, that's all I'll say. So if you want something tied up in a nice little pretty bow for you, then no. this, is not, this is not your cup of tea. The this one thing I feared cup. most. Yes, and that was my biggest fear too. That was my biggest fear too. It's oh. not that nothing is explained. It's that the stuff that is explained uh you're like okay and then but you're like what about all the other stuff that happened to me and you know again Mm -hmm. that's where you can start going into your to your own theory so honestly it started out with me i was like if if it kept this pace at the beginning of the game it probably been a strong seven or eight by the end now that i played through the whole thing considering it's a 30 dollars game if this was a 60 dollars game i'd give it a five five out of ten it's uh considering that it's a $30 game. I think it's priced pretty, pretty well. I think if you're somebody like you, like you said, Katie, I'm, I was saying this to my chat. I played a lot of horror games at this point and yes, I still get scared and stuff like that, but I've, I'm kind of more seasoned in that, uh, in that vein. So like you'll probably go slower through it if you don't really like the horror aspect and it's a tough game. There's a lot of gross stuff in it and all that kind of stuff. Um, you say you still you give it a five out of ten. I feel like the way you're talking about it feels a little more negative than a five. Does it? No, no, no. I'm saying I would give it a five out of ten if it was a sixty dollar game. I think a thirty dollar price point is pretty fair. So I kind okay. of like I'm between like five point five and like a six. Like it's not a terrible game by any means. Okay. It runs really well. There's a lot of cool sequences, but it just kind of falls flat as like a full package. And again, the ending for me was a little bit rough. Uh, How long did and you it's say just, it was? It's not a, um it depends if you rush through it i think you could do it in like five or six i think i ended up with like maybe seven hours because i read all the notes and i tried to get all the videos and stuff like that i don't think i got everything but i got most of the other supplemental story that's the other thing with the game is that if you just run through it and don't actually collect any of the stuff you'd really have no clue what's going on at all oh, i bet um, you're super flaccid after that <laughs> yeah so anyway um i don't know how much you heard katie of what i of what i said i basically was just saying that if you're somebody that's not really like that plays a ton of horror games, you know, you probably will go through the slower and maybe enjoy it a little bit more. But I don't know. I said it's a five. It's it's a five or a six out of ten for me. Really? Uh, yeah. That's at too the bad. end again, and I'll I'll be interested to see once you finish it. Let me know. I want to hear your take on it. Yeah, I can't really. Kind of disappointing. Kind of disappointing. Not terrible by any means. Um, okay. but I don't know. It's hard for me to overlook the ending and a lot of all the stuff that went down in the game, and then be like, yeah. Now there is going to be okay. DLC for it. So, you know, maybe they'll people in my chat when I finished it were like, well, maybe they'll tie it into a nice pretty bow. But it's like, I don't want to finish an experience and then be like, well, the DLC is really going to flesh this out. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. I, I mean, I'll be happy if it does because I'll definitely play it. But it's not. That's, that's an excuse for me. Oh, yeah. And it feels like two different games. It really does. The first half for me feels very different from the second half. You can see when you play it, but I think you're going to kind of see the same thing. Okay. It's very different. That's. That's really disappointing to hear. That that really actually reminds me a lot of Little Nightmares. Like without really spoiling much on the ending for that, I was really disappointed with the story of that game. I, I didn't want to talk about it too much, but it like without spoiling too much, it doesn't feel like Inside or Limbo where there's a lot to interpret. It just feels like a lot of crazy shit just happens. Which and then the, and then I read that they're doing a prequel comic book series. Like what the fuck? No, just, you know yeah. don't. Yeah, so. God, can we can we talk about a horror game in yes. 2017 without having to talk about without without complaining about the content per price like ratio? You know, it feels like everything that comes out, you know, Resident Evil Seven, it could be that nine hours, like right, 
Right. And Come that's on. why I'm giving, that's why I'm honestly giving Outlast 2 the benefit because it's a $30 game. It's not a $60 game. I think mm-hmm. for $30, it is really reasonable. There's not, there's, there's one ending, so there's not much replay value. I yeah. think if you really take your time and you read everything again, like seven, maybe, I don't know, maybe eight, if you, you know, I think it's more like a six, seven hour game, um, okay. even if you collect everything. So that is a little bit, that bolsters the score for me. Cause I think if it was a six dollar game, I would maybe even rate, I would be like, yeah, that's, it's so not worth it, but yeah, that'd be fucking it's, insane. It's, it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth playing. Just don't go into it, especially into the ending. Just don't get your, don't get your hopes up. Just kind of okay. be ready to interpret. Things. Uh, good to know. Now, and then you don't have to answer this if you think it's going to be too big of a spoiler or if mm-hmm. it like, yeah, does it tie into the first game a lot in any way? Yes. That, if that's too much? No, no, no. It ties into the first game. I won't tell you how, but there is a link there, but it's not, uh, I wouldn't say it's like the strongest link, but it, okay. there is, it, it's not, it's, it's a new characters and all that kind of stuff, but there's a, there's a small connection to the first game for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Awesome. In some form. So um, anyway, and beyond, okay. Besides that, um, some played some battlegrounds, still, still enjoying that game, trying to, for me, I feel like every time they update it, my performance gets worse, but I can't tell if that's just in my head or I'm not sure it's head. weird. Well, no, I mean, I can, t- I can tell by FPS because I, I used to get like between 80 to 100 with the settings I have, and now I get between 60 and 70. So it's really weird. I don't know what it is, and I've tried to optimize it. However, I did find one setting that really helped me was running um, view distance on ultra, which may sound counterintuitive, but it loads everything in. It's a little choppy at first when you first drop, but if you're on a rig that, I mean, I'm on a 970 and, you know, like my rig is not horrible, but it's not super, super top of the line. Um, It's a little bit laggy at the beginning, but then my performance overall, when it comes to cities and other things was way smoother. Like I didn't get those crazy drops to 30. I was like, even in cities, I was around 50 to 60 pretty much the whole time. So I don't know. You might want to try that out if you're uh, somebody that has some performance issues. And for me, it was mostly the drops that really frustrate me. I don't mind if I'm getting like 60 FPS consistent most of the time which I usually can pull sometimes higher. So yeah, I feel like right uh, now battlegrounds is sort of still in a, uh, in a state of playing settings roulette it and is, uh, yeah. trying to find the settings that work for your rig. Uh, but the last patch that addressed some of the performance issues did help, did help my system mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of the consistency. Like it's not, it's still not perfect, but the drops aren't as severe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hopefully they'll continue making it better, but it's definitely, you know, for only having put out, put out like two patches, it's gotten yeah. quite a bit better than when it launched. No, definitely, yeah, and it's. I mean, it's encouraging. Like they definitely seem like they're they they're on the right path with the game, and they know that the formula that they have is successful. And it doesn't seem like they're going to be tweaking anything within the formula. Like obviously, they added the vector and some other stuff into the game, which has been uh, which has been neat. But yeah, I think it's safe to say I said this in the pre-show, but I don't think this game is a. Uh, is a fad by any means. Uh, it's definitely, I think you talked about it, Brandon, but it, it's basically proven that there can, that the space has a lot of opportunity for growth. If you put forth like a decent product. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, so. you look at H1Z1 as its closest competitor and yeah. both games right now have a ton of players. So yep. I think it's, it's proof that maybe the market is actually bigger than, yeah. than one game, you know, could really address. Uh, and Battlegrounds is addressing it in a slightly different way, and they're both yeah. still seeing success. So yeah. I agree with you that, at least from my perspective, it doesn't feel like a flash in the pan because 
yeah. I already have 53 hours in Battlegrounds and I, you know, the before Battlegrounds came out, I was I wasn't really gaming that much to be honest. Like I wasn't, mm. you know, I just didn't have a game to sink my teeth into. Um and I was like I actually had sort of that question of like am I actually less into games than I used to be? Mm. You know, like am I why am I not interested in all these games I own? Uh, mm. And then Battlegrounds comes out, and I get sucked right back in, you know. And I'm up yep. until four or five a.m. on a weekend <laughs> playing, uh, neglecting sleep like I used to do. So <laughs> it's uh, it's reproven to me that I'm still just as into games as I was before. It's just about finding that game that really, you know, that really yep. makes me want to dig in. And uh, sure. and Battlegrounds is like we talked a little bit about this last week, but it's I'm in that that phase of wanting to read, you know, the subreddit wanting to read the patch notes, kind of stay on top mm-hmm. of the game as it evolves. And most other recent games, I haven't wanted to even participate in that phase, you know, that beta or yep. that beta phase where everything is, you know, kind of kind of hit and miss, there's technical issues and stuff. Like most games now, I don't I don't I don't want to wade through those technical issues. Um, but I've been enjoying this game so much that it's like I'm just waiting for the next set of patch notes to come out. Mm-hmm. No, I'm in the same boat, especially with this game for sure. It's definitely one of the more exciting releases that we've had in a long time, and um, I think it's—I really do. I think it's—it's it's really well deserved. Like the satisfying elements of the game, like the gunplay, and then I mean, just getting a win, or you know, having a really good round with a group of your friends. Like that's it, man. That's the crack, and they and they nailed that part. So, like when I, I think when I think improve. about when I think about the game as it stands today. And I think about the issues I have with the game, which appear most mostly all technical, right? Things right. like uh, server desync and lag compensation and other yep. things that just it, are like in the guts of the way you build a first-person shooter. There are some things that are not perfect with the game right now. You know, like yep. you, can, you can run back behind a wall and you actually end up dying, you know, because of like the, you know, the interaction with the, the server and the other person and all that. And that stuff is frustrating. When I think about if all of that was ironed out of this game, like all of those technical issues went away, this yep. is like actually one of the most perfect games I've I've played in a while or maybe ha- have ever played. Like the concept itself is yep. so good that if they iron out all the technical issues, this is actually one of, just one of the most replayable games I've ever encountered. Yeah, I totally agree. And that I may sound like high praise for a game that is in alpha, but yeah, no, it really is. I, oh I agree. God. Thinking about it, as far as like replay value, like I have, I don't even, I have so many, I think I have like 90 hours in this game and I feel like <laughs> I've barely, I mean, that's, that, and that's doesn't, I know in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't seem maybe like a lot, but it's like, I feel oh, like yeah. I played like, I don't know, like 20 hours and it's not like, you know, nothing. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you can constantly be, you know, once you get the basics down, you can constantly feel like you're improving or could have played that differently. And that's the thing that, that the mark of, of a game that has that kind of it factor to it, that the, it, it's very easy to understand. Well, I mean, it's not as accessible as like some really common shooters, but once you get the basics down, it has, you know, it, you then get to, that skill ceiling is very high, but it's a very easily also understandable game. So oh, it yeah. keeps you coming back. So. Yeah, I think the only thing that holds the skill ceiling back right now is kind of those technical issues. Yeah, you know? performance, and, and, for sure. Yep. And man, just even, you know, the fact that sometimes uh, one team member will crash, you know, and you're well, in like sure. a, yeah. a three or four three or four squad game, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you lose because of that. 
Um, but I think if they iron out all those technical issues, I think about this game in the in a year or two when it's in a much more uh, mature state. Like I just I could see myself playing this game each night the way I'm playing it now. Like it is yeah. that replayable. I really hope that this game just brings Brandon into games more than he is now. Because I'm scrolling through your Steam library and I can't see. I'm too pleased with what I'm seeing. One point three hours played in Dark Souls three. No hours in Dark Souls one. I mean, come you on. You don't want to. You do not want to look at my Steam library and and look at the number <laughs> of games I own that has zero hours oh. played. Because that's <laughs> that is not going to end well for any of us. Oh, Dead Space two, Dead Space one and two, nothing. I I own oh. a great many games that I should have played. <laughs> that is my I'll that stop. is my one of my great shames. But that should only speak. That should only speak even louder for the fact that I have like fifty plus hours in Battlegrounds already. Is like I, it takes <laughs> a lot for me to get into a game, and I right. I own a ton of games that I should I should never be <laughs> devoid of having a game to play, right? right. But I'm like, there's something exactly. about you know I'm not I should play through you know those some of those classic games, right? I should play through Dark Souls and Dead Space and all these mm-hmm. other games that I own. Mm-hmm. That I don't have to spend more money on because I already own them, but for some reason <laughs> I'm not drawn to those games, uh, and I've I've been drawn to Battlegrounds. So for sure. uh, I'm going to continue ignoring the you know thousands of games in my Steam library, and I'm going to keep <laughs> playing this one for a while. Fair gotcha. enough. Or you right, do well, have uh, quite a handsome backlog if you ever feel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I'm my yes, I have some bad habits. I'm I'm a purveyor of uh of many like humble bundles and stuff where I literally will just look for a humble bundle that has like the most games I don't own and I'm like, yeah, done. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't true. even care what the games are. I literally just I get that high off of oh. adding games to my library. <laughs> I can tell. There are a couple in here, like Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Four oh, is yeah, in here. Absolutely. Uh <laughs> there's one other. But now I won't go on, but yeah, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. There's just hey, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm building up the too. library. I'm building up the library for my future generations. You know, when I yeah. when I'm old <laughs> enough, the Steam my, family sharing. Uh, absolutely, Steam family sharing. <laughs> you know, when when I have kids old enough to play games, they're never going to have to buy a game in their lives because I'm no, already going to own sad. all of them. And I'm going to say, here you go. You want a game? Play through the classics first. Get through this library, and then I'll buy more... you a new game. Think of how many more humble bundles will be released by the time you have children, or by you, the time they're old enough to the point sure. where. Do you want? Like, yeah, I'll say. Do you want? Uh, you know, they'll ask. They'll ask me for Call of Duty World War Four, and I'll say. <laughs> I'll say no. First, you can play through Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare Two, Black Ops. You oh. can play through the classic Call of Duties, <laughs> and the, and I go. will. And in that, in that, like in those days, I will truly mean classic, right? Because they will. Uh, they'll be that old. So no, there's a there's a grand plan here, uh, or at least that's that's what actually I like to the best myself. excuse I've ever heard for building your library is that I'm building my library for future generations. I'm going yeah. to fucking use that. That's yeah. really good because we know the um, Steam's going to be around okay. forever. Valve, pretty much. literally, like Valve could Valve all Valve employees could quit today, right? And yeah. Valve itself would make enough money to run for eternity. Yeah, that's true. They that's could just stop doing anything. And that company would still be able to run for eternity. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's actually. I mean, I don't know if you if you guys are done, but that's all I've been playing. Is I've been playing Battlegrounds. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, no, I'm done we, too. But that's a nice little. Battlegrounds. Round, uh, I, I've uh, 
I've, I've, I feel like I mean we're, we sound like fanboys, but I, I, it's really not a matter of like, it's just that good. I know people probably like that don't. And, and the other thing is, I want to say is I'm not somebody that enjoyed, ever enjoyed the battle royale. Like I never was into H1. I never played the Arma mod. I never thought I would enjoy the battle royale game type. But that's the one thing I am seeing about this game is that a lot of people that never played any of the battle royale games uh, or mods really enjoy this game. So I would, because I, I never got it either. I was like, I don't get, like, why do people like this style of game? And um, anyway, so I just... Yeah, just, just I'm, I'm kind of in that same camp. I think that's why I'm, I'm surprised that I have enjoyed it so much. And, uh, and yeah. talking about it, you know, it's, it's like, it is, it is just such a replayable game. And I talk yeah. about it mostly because, like, I want people to buy it so that I have more people to play with. Like the game is so much more fun when you're in a squad, and uh, and that's been why I've enjoyed it so much. Is I've I've I feel like I've gotten back to being able to play with mm-hmm. a group of friends, and for a while that's what I think was keeping me from playing games as much because I wasn't necessarily playing the same things as my friends were, and so you know they're off doing their own thing. I see them on you know on Steam, maybe when I'm on, but they're playing some game that I'm not playing. And so, like, I think there's something to be said for a game that uh, everyone kind of gets into at the same time, and so you have other people to play with, and that is what makes the game so much more fun. Totally Mm. agree. Totally. I have a really, really out there question. Mm. I'm looking at Brandon's Steve Page, (laughs) and you have 150 hours played in Aeon, like, a-I-O-N? Oh, yeah. And I've never heard you talk about this game. Uh, mm. that's, that was like a, uh, that was a phase sometime during college. Uh, yeah. Because there's no more Steam, like store page on Steam for this. Yeah, no, Aeon, uh, it was like, it was sort of an experiment when I had stopped playing WoW. Uh, I tried Aeon, and like you see, 150 hours in, in, in MMO terms is literally nothing. So, okay. Like that 150 hours doesn't speak to how much I enjoyed the game necessarily. Like mm-hmm. I think I basically didn't didn't end up playing it for more than a month or two. But uh, but oh, yeah, okay. I think that's that was one of the probably one of my most played games on Steam just because mm-hmm. you know, that's how MMOs go. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, Aeon did not leave a like a great taste in my mouth. It was very grindy when it first came out, um, yeah. and I didn't end up sticking with it. Okay. Good catch. I, I like. I like that you're now perusing my yeah. my Steam profile. <laughs> this is this no is this is one of this is like one of my great concerns with adding someone as a Steam friend is you you can go oh, through yeah. you can go through and screenshot like all my playing history and uh, and call <laughs> me out call me out for various awesome. things. This is the form of cyberbullying. So I'll well, the, the other thing that the other thing too is that like uh, tribes ascend. The Steam version, I have very little time played because it came out so late in Tribes' life. And so yeah. I feel like it's almost, a, it's like a misnomer because I have so much time played in Tribes, but it's not recorded anywhere. Right. So I look, like, right. I look yeah. like a casual Tribes player because yep. I didn't ever play it through Steam. <laughs> yeah, I noticed a couple things like that too. Like I see Modern Warfare 3, you have zero hours in that, but I've definitely oh, seen I the delicious ha- commentary for it. No, 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 no. That is no, that is that is true. I I have played like I think I actually played one match of Modern Warfare 3, one or two matches <laughs> of Modern Warfare 3. I, I made that commentary and I never played it again. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> 
That's smart, though. That's because that game. Oh, God. That's, no. that's one that I'm proud for you to see zero hours on record oh. for. Smart man. <laughs> and here I am on APL's profile page. Oh, God. And I see Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer number six. Okay. Listen, on... I'm not proud necessarily of that, but I did play a lot of Modern Warfare 3. I'm just saying. <laughs> Brandon made the right choice. That's all. That, no, com- that commentary I, I foretold what I knew that it took other people time to figure out. It might have taken Scott many hours, yeah. but I knew it immediately. Yeah, eventually came around. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I, I put in a lot of time in Modern Warfare 3 as well. I that was, you did. The, that was the first Call of Duty that really hurt me. This is, you know, <laughs> KD speaking of Call of Duty. What a Ooh, beautiful segue what? you've given me. Hey, segue. You know, we talk Damn. about Modern Warfare 3, and we don't talk about it in the fondest light. Like, not the worst Call of Duty maybe ever. Ghost was pretty bad. Um, yeah. But... You know, it's just, it, I would think that kind of marked after Modern Warfare 3, and then I guess Ghost was technically still boots on the ground, right? But then we started getting yeah. into the jetpack phase, and then the, you know, phase that we're in with Infinite Warfare, where there's literally avatars that are robots running around. Like, yep. I don't even know what the game is anymore. So, you know what? It's got, it's got we've pretty, we've gone to space, you, mm-hmm. you know, like, where else can we go? Well, it turns out that, the, you know, there were rumors for a while that Call of Duty was going to be you know, going back to boots on the ground. Again, that should be in bold so that uh, it's, a, it's a buzz phrase, okay? <laughs> boots on the ground uh, and, and back to its roots. And guess what? We had the Call of Duty reveal for the next, the next game coming out later this year. And guys, World War II. Are we, are we hyped? Hey, can we get, come on. Anybody shocked? Uh, Anybody super excited like I am? That what name, it's just going? so... The first time I referred to it as Call of Duty World War II, <laughs> I felt like I was going to puke a little bit in my mouth. Just referring to it like by that title. I feel like... It feels like you're talking about a Call of Duty game that you can't remember the actual title for. Like, oh, you know Call of Duty <laughs> World War II? Like, that's actually... Oh, that's, that's the, the actual, most well-said... That is actually a great analogy. A that's exactly yeah. what I think about. It's like, it's... it's yep. You would that's uh, the game that's the name you would call it when you can't remember the yeah. actual name. What's that? What's yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, Call of Duty. Uh, that's like what's your that's what your dad would call it. He's like, what's that it Call would... of Duty World War Two <laughs> <Yeah>. game? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Oh man. So uh, first thoughts on uh, we talked about this a bit before we went live, but we're gonna rehash some of this. So, uh, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the? We'll get into the actual reveal event and stuff. But what did you think of the trailer? I. I will, honest, I'll, 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 let me, if I'm being completely honest, be completely honest, I'm excited for this game. Okay, and I know mm. I've been, I'm the the Activision lackey. I've been whipped. I've been thrown onto the the wagon. I don't know what kind of imagery I'm trying to make here, but I've I'm on the hype train. Honestly, like I'm not like gonna shell out sixty dollars for this game, but I I want it to be good. You know, I'm excited with what it's gonna be. I was one of those people that watched the. Uh, you know, the stream live, I was getting into it. I really like the, the direction they're going. I have faith in, uh, I talked about this last episode. Uh, I, I have faith in like, you know, uh, what's their name? Sledgehammer games. I think they'll do a good job. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I'll take this over another sci-fi Call of Duty any day of the week. You know, I'm, I'm happy for this direction. And I feel like I'm in the minority here. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. Sure. I mean, I only had one thought. Yeah. You're a long way from Texas, farm boy. (laughs) (laughs) God, that awful, awful closer. I think that's, that's, Uh, I mean, I know that called, this is like, 
just so Call of Duty, it hurts. But I just, I can't stand the cliches in the trailers. <laughs> like, the trailer so is just so difficult to watch. It's and painful for me. And as, I mean, as someone from Texas, it's like, it doesn't even offend me. I just think it's so, it's so lazy to have this, like, this, this tagline that's like, you're a long way from Texas, farm boy. Like, you know, I just don't even get, like, what... There's no substance there, right? There's no substance there. It's like, oh, haha, stereotype. There are farms in Texas. I just, right. it's, it just feels lazy to me for the for it's that gross. caliber of game. I think the writing for scenes like that in Call of Duty has just always been consistently generic. Like, but that's in all the thing. The that's like, like that's that. the thing that I think that that's what you expect from Call of Duty, right? That's what you right. you're not going there for, you know, mm-hmm. for like super impactful story. But that's the mm-hmm. that's what they are trying to sell as different about this game, which I think maybe we'll get into more. But like they're trying to sell this very sincere idea uh, around World War II, and I just don't. I think the you have to start with having like dialogue that matters more than than something like that. Yeah. I and the more I think about it, the more I just remember I I can't be excited for this because I know that Activision is going to dick me again, like they've dicked us all. <laughs> I'm going to be my thoughts on this game are like you know oh it's going to be World War II. Look at the trailer, look at the the the, the stuff they showed off. This is going to be such a sophisticated you know game. And then months from now we're going to guess who made this Sledgehammer Games? Guess they also made the fucking Gingerbread Man costume in Advanced Warfare. That shit's going to make a reappearance. They're going to bring back the bacon camo. They're going to be supply drops. So. <laughs> I yeah. I know we're gonna get fucked over, and it just I'm and I I know it's I gonna always happen. Can I just say done it. one of my favorite oh. points of this podcast every time is Katie coming with an opinion about his honest first thought, <sighs> first thoughts, and then Brandon having you or or me talk, and then him just flipping a full one no, in the other direction. No, because I I agree with you. I think we're I feel like K, KD I, is like the uh, KD is that gamer we all want to be. He's the guy that's yeah. excited, and then we crush <laughs> that excitement. You and crush like, my dream. And then his excitement but then he gets is mad. I like how he gets himself worked up as he thinks about it. I see, mm-hmm. like, because I'm if just you, You're right. If you looked up cautious optimism in the yeah. dictionary, you'd see it's just a <laughs> my face. Yeah. But, yeah, hey, so, man, yeah. no, I appreciate you being honest. I mean, I get Like, I understand the excitement of it being not in fucking space and jetpacks and mm-hmm. trying to get back to the gameplay of it like being a, more rooted you know on the ground i get that yeah oh my god that, but, real quick that's another thing too they're bringing they go on and on about this being sophisticated and then they show off a screenshot for zombies making an appearance like yeah. what the fuck dude you're really gonna mm, i think it sells. That, yeah it's like the so, fact that that co-op yeah, they're having obvious obviously they're bringing in back nazi zombies it's like mm-hmm. come on you, you're gonna you're gonna try and sell me that this is like sincere world war Two. You know, like we did hist- years of research. Yeah, like historical, historical, you know, accuracy and all this. And then you're going to talk about Nazi zombies. Like, come on, that is the most Call of Duty thing ever. Yeah. They've dicked us. What am I saying? Come on. And then they, the, 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 um, blah, the, uh, the live stream they're doing, one of the co hosts was this YouTuber that they brought on, which I haven't heard of. And like, he was definitely, he's not a very good host. He would, he would like interrupt and be like, oh, hold up, guys. I'm getting tweets asking about the co-op mode. So I have to ask, guys, are we going to see Nazi zombies? Like, I thought that was precious. <laughs> That's pretty I good. Just, pretty good accent, was, actually. That's that pretty good. Bad. 
pretty good YouTube. By the way, are you talking about OJ, who is a great host when he does CS stuff, but I don't know about so much. Is that who I'm talking about? I don't know. I remember there being some YouTuber on there who. There probably was a YouTuber, maybe not the main host. I don't know. I didn't watch the whole event, so. Yeah, it wasn't the main host at all. It was. I actually quite liked the main host. He was energetic. Yeah, I think I was probably OJ then. Even though I could feel him getting a paycheck every time he said "boots on the ground." But uh, Um, like the thing is, I just don't. I don't trust them to deliver on all this. These things they say because. Their their past games haven't given this type of reverence to the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the the uh, we were talking about this before, Scott. You know, like the yeah. the fact that we have examples like press F to pay respects and you know just silly things like that. <laughs> like, do you really trust Call of Duty to be you know to be cautious and careful with the subject matter right. around World War II? And they're saying they're saying that they did. Like the the co-founder of Sledgehammer uh, talked to, they were talking to a historian, and the co-founder of Sledgehammer. This is a quote. He says, uh, "Morgan, who's the historian, told us all these profoundly moving stories of sacrifice and atrocities and heroism from the beginning of the war to the end. This whole thing affected millions of lives. We really wanted the game to get in touch with the personal stories. Now you can say that." But, like, are you actually going to do that? Are you going to, like, is this game going to be Spec Ops the Lion style sincere? Or is this game going to be Call of Duty? Mm. We'll see. I mean, I mean, I mean when it's, yeah, I think we know the answer to that. And the other, God, we really need to dig into the whole the PC gamer, I have to say. Uh, we got to get into the their little piece that they did where they said, don't try to sell call of duty to us as anti-war. And it's in regards to, you know, because we're talking about the event as a whole. Right. And there was this, there were some quotes made by Michael Condry during the live stream. And (laughs) uh, to say this is a little Uh, bit, uh, I don't even know. I'm just going to read it. Okay. When we started this journey almost three years ago, it was really about wanting to tell an impactful, impactful narrative and story largely to ensure this sort of conflict doesn't happen again. <laughs> so again, uh, you know, that's a pretty, it's a pretty lofty goal. We're going to make a game that's going to be so impactful on the youth that it's going to make them go, you know what, man, maybe we really don't want World War III. Not that that was ever is. I don't even know if that's a thought for people, but <laughs> that's, that also makes me think like, are the people, but the game will like, be yeah, so powerful so that they will think about future conflicts That's in the right. context of World War II and, they and rethink their their oh lives God. in a way that avoids <laughs> this sort of conflict in the future. It will be so yeah. powerful that it moves them to change the course of their lives. Call of Duty World War II. Can we put a DualShock 4 in Donald Trump's hands <laughs> to somehow influence his save, insight? Save us. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's amazing. Oh. I, like and then so I mean he goes this article actually is really uh, we should just link this in chat because uh, I'm gonna sh- I'll even shout it out because it's wor- we're not gonna read the whole thing I won't spoil it you should actually go read it but it's it's by Tyler Wild and it's 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 just great he goes in uh, but anyway it's it's a situ oh I sorry not Tyler Wild that was the one the other article where is it this one's by oh yeah oh no this one's by Tyler, Tyler Wild I, I was right sorry I was on two different articles. 
Um, and he makes another great point too. Oh, it's so <laughs> savage. I love this. This is, this is the most savage part of the entire article. He goes, if COD World War II causes any of its players to further investigate fascism, war, and genocide, then I will be glad. But it's hard to take such a goal seriously from the series that coined the word killstreak, invited you to drop an atomic bomb on your opponents as a reward, and famously reduced mourning to a button tap. <laughs> then he links <laughs> the press F to pay respects video which i am part of, of yeah. which i totally forgot about in advanced warfare and <laughs> i mean really like again and i'm not saying i understand like i get it i i like i understand that there, it's not just like active like activision's doing they got to market the game they got to get people to buy it and all this stuff and all these guys may have at sledgehammer these super lofty goals about changing the world but but really brandon what did you say in the pre-show that you felt like this feels like people that are telling themselves this so that they can get up and go to work in the morning and really feel like they're having a massive impact yeah. on like humanity. And it's like, whatever, like I'm be happy with what you do, but like, this is like, talk about overselling it's a call. It's call of duty for fuck's sake. You're not yeah. working on. I, I just, I think I, I mean, I want to believe, so I want to believe that, uh, that like sledgehammer could have so much uh, artistic freedom that they could take such a hard turn. That that chance. like the that they try and deliver on these claims and maybe maybe do deliver on some of them, but I just don't. I mean, I just don't believe that because the Call of Duty series has taught us in its history not to believe them. Right when they when they say it's going to be super sincere mm-hmm. and all this right. because they've never really been able to do that. So yeah. it's just an interesting. It, it just does really feel like a marketing tactic or like something where you do sort of convince yourself that that that's what you're doing so that you can feel better about your work or feel like you're having some impact. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like you're making call of duty. And so I think, uh, if they were, if they were making like a new franchise and they were basing it on world war two, I would have a, mm-hmm. a lot more belief that this was like a real thing. But given the fact that it is call of duty and you know that the gameplay is going to be fast paced and you know that they're going to have skins, you know that they're going to have all this yeah. stuff, right? Because it's call of duty. I just think it's it feels a little it feels a little disingenuous to talk about you know all this stuff and like talking to a historian and these super powerful stories and all this when it's like it's Call of Duty it's yeah. Call of Duty right you End know that day. when you're when you're developing the game you're thinking about like no scopes and quick shots and other, like you're thinking about the gameplay and right. mm-hmm. there's like a handful of people thinking about the story but ultimately like at the end of the day you're thinking about how I make money off of skins and maps and how I like what the maps are going to be and how I'm, I just, it's call of duty, right? Convince me, convince me that it's not call of duty, right? Do it. If they do it Mm -hmm. one time, then maybe I'll believe them in the future, but they haven't done it before. They haven't been able to get a story that is like powerful enough that the kind of things they're talking about now feel like anything more than marketing tactics. Yeah. I feel like it would be truly great if it was, you know, a really intense depiction of war. But I feel like at the end of the day, we're still going to have you jump out of the helicopter, you strangle Hitler with the uh, the cable, <laughs> you land down, you smoke a cigar. They're still going to be just like that. <laughs> As you no, jump out no, of but you're exactly right. You're, right. you're exactly yep. right. Because <laughs> yeah. like that's what Call of Duty is uh, known for. Man. I'm not going to say that I've never enjoyed some of the Call of Duty yeah. single player because there have been some, some cool things they've done, right? And it's True. usually, it's action-packed. You know, there's like, you, you do right. sometimes get that sense of urgency. But that doesn't, 
it's not like it's a super sincere somber story and i feel like that exactly what you're saying is i know it's a joke but it doesn't feel <laughs> that far-fetched no. like that you're gonna like jump out of a b-52 and end up strangling hitler like that could happen in a call of duty game yeah, think about the okay. build up too he's got you on the ground he puts a big ass boot on your chest he takes a big swig of mountain dew looks you in the eyes and says you're a long way from texas my boy <laughs> in the southern drawl uh, not even in <laughs> no no german accent german english yeah, literally, german literally accent. no german oh. accent at all southern drawl in english oh. Somebody please. And that, <laughs> and that line, we, we actually, we think that line is just like marketing for the trailer and it's actually the most significant line in the game. Oh, it's it the is. turning point. It Press is. F to... Prove, me, prove me wrong, strangle. Sledgehammer. Press F to strangle Hitler. Like oh my Texas God. Farm boy you are. I, I, I want that so badly. I want them to just say fuck it and just have fun with it and put that in the game. Like, think about... That'll make headlines. That'll sell copies if they put in press F to strangle Hitler. That would be massive. Oh, just go. Be, for I wonder. It. I, I sort of wonder if that's if that's the direction maybe they started to take, but then oh. but then they they pulled back and tried to lean into this uh, this sincere tone because of sort of the current state of things, right? I was just the political I was state. Just say that. Yeah, I feel like maybe because. If this game has been in development for three years, I could have seen this game being something very different three years ago. That then now they're yeah. trying to give some reverence to it because it's like not like not something well, you want to joke about as much as maybe you used to. No, that, and I also think it's a direct reaction to the poor sales of yeah, Infinite Warfare true. and how far the franchise has like it's in space and shit. They're like really push like historically accurate. You know what I mean? Like it's, these are all more yeah. PR buzzwords to make people go like, wow, they really taken this serious. They really are trying to uh, retreat from the direction the series has has gone because they can't go any further into the fucking future. So again, like I think it's a mix. I agree with that too, though. It's, I think it's also a, a cause of the times, mm-hmm. but it's just like I, it's it's more like. Anyway, it just feels it's exactly what you said, Brandon. It's like I will believe I don't believe a word of this until until you show it to me. Yeah. And the other thing is he makes a good point in the article about not trying to sell Call of Duty as some anti war bullshit. Is that um you know, this is this is a this is a game that um I don't know, he has so many quotes in here, but like I just get I get I get the feeling that the guys working on this game like he has a quote here from Conjury. He says, a chance to tell the epic, gritty, visceral story of the world's greatest conflict, but it's also authentic. A term, by the way, used to describe every other Call of Duty game, no matter how far flung the fiction. And yet I never recall my grandfather referring to war as epic or gritty or visceral. And, oh, God, he goes in. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. And then he makes the point about how, like, you know, lots of people writing articles say that, you know, you get more empathy by playing through the characters as opposed to watching you know when you're fighting through an interactive character i'm like maybe in some games but not in call of duty you don't yeah yeah. like call of duty is like it's exactly what you said that you didn't feel empathy when you had to literally press f on your keyboard to move forward in the sequence to pay respects i I didn't maybe i should have maybe i'm just like a maybe i'm just a fucking cold-hearted bastard Uh, (laughs) and one thing that's worth noting 
too is just the marketing was working. Like people are very happy with this. You look at like the review trailer or the reveal trailer on YouTube compared to last year's epic dislike bar. It's not bad at all. Like people are happy with this. Well, but which... that's, but I think that's just, that's because they missed the mark so hard last year that of course they would like, they would yeah. do better than last year. Um, well, because this really? is well, this is well-worn territory, right? Like that we've had world war two games before. Whereas last year, Last year was like kind of a, a little bit of a shot in the dark, right? Because it's not based on a historical conflict that actually happened. It's based on this like idea of future warfare. Um, so I think they, they played it safe with World War II after that. Um, so I'm not surprised that people are happy with that. Um, you know, because it's like that's the, the gameplay will naturally be more of that classic Call of Duty because like, hello, there weren't jetpacks in World War II. Right, sure. So you you know you you kind of oh, know what I'm you're getting sorry. into. Have you seen the top secret Nazi technology <laughs> of those floating? I'm being dead serious. Well, they could I mean, that that's I get that's but that's maybe what I'm talking about. Is like I could see that if that's like some sort of perk or something that's in the game is like this uh you know this this technology that the jetpack technology that actually did exist in World War II but absolutely had like no impact on the war right. whatsoever. Right. Then. And if they try to spin a story about some fucking character who was like the secret jetpack missions <laughs> of the Nazis. <laughs> oh like, like I'm fucking done. But no. that's what they'll try to do. But they'll call it authentic because there'll be some some Wiener Schnitzel Roger or something that existed that worked on jetpacks. But it won't. It'll be like, yes, he was a real person. Did he have any impact on the war? No, absolutely not. But anyway. I, I also think, think that it means like the other part that the article pointed out was that when they said that these are real stories and this is really going to show us like war as it was and all that kind of stuff is that he thinks that they're just going to have like more of those kind of controversial scenes that like remember the 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 Russian uh, where you kill everybody in the airport yeah no Russian yeah, yeah like no Russian like it's going to be more stuff like that where it's it's you know they may have been true stories I mean that wasn't a true true thing but. <laughs> It, like there may, there's going to be more things like that that are going to be kind of not necessarily edgy, but like show I that kind I of actually, stuff. I, I actually think I would want them to see. I would want them to do that if this truly is their goal. And I don't think. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I don't think they will. Like, I don't. If if for example they have you know a part of the game where like you're actually you know seeing sort of scenes and visuals from like a concentration camp, right? And it's not. Mm-hmm. It's like. It is actually yeah. trying to be authentic, and like you're seeing, you know, you're seeing potentially, I don't know, ho- you know, horrible depictions of people right. actually being killed. Like that, I don't, I don't think that's like necessarily the best thing for Call of Duty. If I'm being perfectly yeah. honest, but that would be sincere, right? That would be right. like a real, right. an attempt at a real depiction. I think it's like that. That line you mentioned is like, I never recall my grandfather referring to the war as epic or gritty or visceral. It's like, yeah, because the people that lived through it, like they actually saw some heinous things. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think if, if you want the game to be more like real and depict real things that happened, there's going to be some stuff in there that will make people uncomfortable. And I don't see Call of Duty being the game that does that around World War II. Like there's one, it's, it's, I think it's different to do that around like a, a sort of a fictional Thing that didn't actually happen like the thing you're talking about with the airport you know where you're like shooting up an airport um 
but I think it's different when you're dealing with like World War II and actual things. No, that totally. Happened. No, totally. It's funny that you say about the concentration camp and stuff because I actually that is a hundred. That now I'm starting. Now we're honing in on like if that's the direction that they go in. The, but again, this is the single. I guess I know they're talking about the single player campaign because uh, that's all that's been revealed so far. But yeah, I mean, I could I could see that, and like you said, I don't think that's necessarily the best direction to go either. Because I think there's another company that does that era of games better, and that's uh, Dice. But in if, general, but I'm just but, saying, if if this yeah. if they want to live up to the marketing they're doing here, I think that's right. what they would it have needs, to do. No, I totally agree, I and totally I don't agree. think they'll do it because that stuff is controversial, and I don't necessarily know that it will sell games. Yep. No, I totally agree. Um, shit. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, there we go. We just spent a good. 25 30 minutes on call of duty anything else to say about i mean katie are you still listen i know that you said uh what did you say cautiously optimistic is your yeah yeah um, those are my words are you still cautiously optimistic after us uh, i am dude I, I mean if let's say this game comes out and is exactly our worst fears it's just not serious at all it doesn't pay any respects to the level that they've talked about i won't be surprised at all i know the eventual, I know the, the, the um, what am I trying to say? The, the initial product is definitely going to be better than Call of Duty World War II a couple months down the line when they start changing the ecosystem. They start adding in, like, because I know it's going to start off and there's going to be, it'll be like Black Ops 3. There'll be no supply drops. It'll be, speaking just for multiplayer, you know, it'll be a, a well-balanced, you know, what we've come to, what we've, well, what we hope from like older Call of Duties, and then a couple months down the line, they're going to completely betray the tone or you know the ecosystem that they've set up the game, and that's not going to surprise me at all. But I feel like the potential is there, and I mean, I'm still, I'm still hoping that yeah. we'll get exactly what they have hyped up to us. But okay. well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes to the point where I'll be disappointed. You know, like I'm no. going to be expecting the uh, okay. the cuckening. That's. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Okay. All right. Well, we'll definitely, we will wait and see. This is not a game that I'm expecting to even pick up. I mean, we'll, initially, like off the bat, like I'll, I'll see how it goes. I didn't, I haven't bought it. I didn't buy infinite warfare. What's before infinite warfare. It was um, uh, black ops three, black ops three. I own it only because I got it for free. I didn't buy it. Before I thought that, that was a good game. Was, yeah. It's not a bad game. Mm-hmm. Not a bad game. Um, all right. That's a whole other tangent we but could let's, go Yeah, let's let's we'll, we're going to move on to something even um, more ridiculous than um, Infinite Warfare. Okay. Something more heartbreaking. But, yes, believe it or not. Um, you know, guys, I don't know how many of you have played Tekken Seven, but you may remember uh, the kangaroo in that game. Uh, his name is Roger Junior. Um, he is no longer in the Western version of Tekken Seven because, well of pressure from animal rights groups. He's a boxing kangaroo. I'm sure if you play the arcade version too, uh, of this game, which a lot of people have, he's, he's definitely, he's a go-to. He always used, always used to be a go-to pick. I don't know why I, I have this. I played a lot of Tekken back in the day. Cause it was on PlayStation and stuff like that. I enjoyed it. But in the arcade, I always had fun. Oh playing yeah. And One of the most badass characters iconic, in the series. Really? Yeah. yeah I remember he's a kangaroo with his kangaroo son in the pouch. Who That's also right. has boxing gloves. <laughs> That's right. It's and incredible. it's sick. It's really sick. Well, guess what? He has been removed from the game. And um unfucking believable. 
you know, the reason for this, I, I also love you added this article, Brandon, because of read the read the under the headline, the second part. Well, hold on. Let's we, we should we should read the rationale for yes, removing Roger in the first place. Um, right. I see. It's like basically because of, because a kangaroo is getting punched. Like that's right. the, on YouTube, that's why they decided to remove it because people were yeah people were upset about a kangaroo being punched in the game, and and then exactly. like in addition to that, uh, you know, people who know who know the Tekken series will know that there's also a bear Kuma right. in the series, yeah. Yeah. and apparently Kuma is it will still be in Tekken Seven because it is obviously stronger than a human being. <laughs> Which is just the most that's the rationale. incredible rationale for removing a kangaroo and right. not removing a bear is because the right. bear is obviously stronger than a human being. I like that also that implies that like kangaroos are some helpless like kangaroos are fucking terrible. They can kill you with their hind legs, dude. They're not pushovers. So I'm so sad. I would have loved this character. I'm just looking at images. Like his father is a, a character, Alex, and it's like this Velociraptor with boxing gloves on. Those in Tekken Two and Tag Tournament. What what a damn shame! Like I would have loved to play this kangaroo with boxing gloves, dude. I, I, how many people do you realistically see being upset once they start punching the crap out of this kangaroo? Is this about that video from earlier this year where? <laughs> That, yeah. that kangaroo attacked yes. that guy's dog and got yes. punched in the face? Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what uh, I'm talking about. And I like that this... There uh, hasn't been a lawsuit. Yeah. There hasn't been anything. He's literally doing this as a preemptive strike. And he even says in the quote, the, he says that there are probably no animal rights activists are even going to play our fucking game, but we're doing it to get ahead, <laughs> of, like, ahead of the curve. Oh like, my God. We're pandering to these fucking mongoloids before... Like, you know what I mean? Before anything even, I mean, I get it, but come on. It's just, it's like, and once you do this once for this kind of stuff, it's like, where do you, where do you draw the line? I guess you draw the line at the bears so powerful that it can kill a human. So yeah, (laughs) they'll be okay with that, that you fight a bear. But I think he's missing the point is that most people that have problems with this would go, well, animals can't give consent. So that would be, but that really, no, that's really the cause for a lot of people when it comes to a lot of things. It's like, you know, animal like vegans, and I mean, whatever you get, you have your right to your opinion, but it goes. To, so I, even then, okay. it's like the, you're okay with us beating down, consent. beating down legendary character King, who is a man right. attempting to emulate a leopard. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's true. That's a good point. There's so many. You know what I'm realizing? Uh, the Tekken has so many of those possible fires. Oh if you yeah. Really want to look at it? That this is just the tip of the iceberg. Like you're saying, like you've got, I mean, it looks like uh, the one dude that wears the tie, it looks like he has a skin. He's, it's definitely a skinned animal on his body. Yeah. He has a, uh, King it's King, literally, yeah. literally skinned yeah. a leopard skinned and the hollowed, leopard out, and hollowed out his skull to put that's it on right. his face. And yet <laughs> he remains right. in the game. That's a great point. Look at this hypocrisy. Yeah. That's see, I think, oh man. And you leave, you leave Kuma uh, in, which means you leave Panda in. And you're telling me people are okay with a panda yeah. being beaten down? That's right. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. No, no. This is this is one of those like you really should have just fucking left it alone, and it wouldn't have even been a story. If that you're, okay, you're okay with loss. Paul draped in an American flag losing a match, you might as well be burning the flag in yeah, Tekken, and you're okay with that. 
exactly. You're okay with that, but not with a kangaroo, uh, huh? Okay. Uh, I can't stand for this. Something must be done. How much time do we have before Tekken 7 releases? Like, there's got to be something that we can do. We need a change.org petition. I mean, it comes out on PC on June 2nd, so you've got a little oh, over a month over. to uh, start those petitions. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, well, there you go. I'm um, legitimately sad, honestly. The fact that we are talking about uh, this should tell you that it was mildly I'll slow like- news week. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not, um, not just... And this is even this one quick hit we have should tell you it's even <laughs> lighter than you first anticipated. Oh. The classic Night Trap uh, game is getting a 25th anniversary re-release for the PS4 and the Xbox One. And you may remind, remember it as a Sega CD cult classic. Finally, you know, in that generation of... That's how uh, I remember it. I had, yeah. I had a copy of Night Trap, and I just remember it being yeah. very difficult. Like it was a very yes. difficult game. I, I, I guess yeah. I would have been, I would have been like eight, and I remember trying to play it, and I just had, I had no idea how I could win. Right. Yeah, probably not a game actually. For I'm surprised you had Night Trap so young. Hmm. I mean, my, I think my of... dad bought it, and I just, you know, I happened to play okay. it. But uh, right. Yeah, I definitely did not. I don't think I ever won. Like I've, I've. I don't even know what winning means in that game. Yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. If, you, uh, if you're interested in giving it a try, 25 years old. 25 years old Night Trap is pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Crazy. Wow. Um, oh, there's an announcement. I didn't watch the announcement trailer. I'll put it in. The, I'll put, oh, oh, God. It's, uh, oh it's, God. I, I've watched it. It's um, fucking amazing. I'll put uh, it into the chat. That, I've never... This might be the... If there was ever a game that was the complete opposite of my interests, <laughs> it would be fucking Night Trap. This game, you know what? This game has a has a really good potential as a really fun stream game, though, because it's so ridiculous. You know, these these games lend themselves to audience participation, just because yeah. they're so ridiculous. Especially if you've never experienced one of these before, so might have to mm-hmm. consider that. Especially because it was like a it was like an FMV game. Yeah, it FMV, wasn't even it exactly. wasn't like a a video game. It was like no, it was like real no. recorded scenes and stuff. It was very exactly. very mm-hmm. different than most games. Yep, exactly. Looking at the comments now, it's it's funny how this game used to be banned and now it's just rated teen. <laughs> Other times, <laughs> that's right. It's crazy. But I think you're right. Well, how, it'll, it'll, yeah. I bet it'll be a popular, you know, stream type game. Just yeah. such a, mm-hmm. it's like such a weird thing. You're right. It kind of yeah. is like a cult classic. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Katie, take us, take it away. It's gonna Ooh, do it we're there years. already. It's your turn. Oh man, I. A lot of these games that we talk about in the new release section, I just kind of throw in there and talk about them when we get to them. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to do my best. Which is not I a practice. Thought were, I thought you were going to say, but today I did my research. But, yeah, I was waiting. Oh, for... oh, I'm sorry. I left a cool part out. Uh, today, I, you know, no, but um, let's let's go start with the. New appreciate releases. you letting the audience know that uh, you and them are learning about these games for the first time. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. complete transparency. <laughs> like when when you do this every week, when you you grab things with the smallest amount of polish. And you throw them in there. But no, this actually looks like a pretty promising week in, in gaming. Uh, I'm going to switch up the order a little bit from what we have on the dock. And I want to get this Titan out of the way. Uh, I don't know if you gentlemen remember Prey coming out, uh, the remake of its yes. 
first game, Prey. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Prey comes out May 5th. Uh, new RPG slash horror action FPS from Bethesda, from Arcane Studios that made Dishonored, yep. uh, in which you go through the abandoned space station, sort of a Dead Space slash Rapture mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. Uh, there's like physics puzzles. There's like environment manipulation. It looks like a pretty damn good game. I haven't really played the first, or I, I mean, I didn't know anything about this game from uh, until you know they announced this at Bethesda's E3 conference. But it's finally coming out May fifth, and uh, yeah, you can get your hands on that. Game looks pretty cool, pretty promising. Uh, yeah. So next up is uh, the next title in a long-running series, The Legend of Heroes which has been going on for God knows how long with so many sub-series. Uh, this latest one, The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky, The Third, uh, which is a similar naming scheme to Saints Row The Third. It's the third game in the Trails in the Sky RPG series from uh, Nihon Falcom, which are known for their damn good soundtracks. So this game will be no different. Might be the only thing I purchased from this game. It's just the soundtrack. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, it's... It's uh, still going with that kind of old art style, but it is a brand new game. Don't be fooled by the one gigabyte of RAM required or the Core 2 Duo required processor. <laughs> uh, minimum OS being Windows XP. Hmm. But, uh, this is a new game. Okay. Don't be fooled. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, that comes out May 3rd. Uh, no word on the price yet. But um, those games are, I've heard good things about them. I haven't tried them myself, but they go on sale often, so I might pick one up. Add it to the backlog. Now, you want to talk about an embarrassing Steam library. Please don't go to Katie's. Please don't <laughs> yeah, go to Steam staff. Oh, I don't know that it could be much things. more embarrassing than a lot of the things you've shared on this show. That's true. We know a lot about you from your own admission. I mean, would you happen to have a game called Metal Waltz Anime Tank Girls on your uh, Steam library? <laughs> Not yet. You pre-ordered? Okay. But ask me on May 3rd <laughs> when... Metal Waltz Anime Tank Girls comes out on Steam. Uh, one thing to note is the English language is not supported for this title, <laughs> despite the uh, despite the about this game and the page being translated pretty well. But this is a this is a Japanese game. You really need dialogue and, uh... for this game. I feel like if you're buying a game called Anime Tank Girls, you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a military strategy plus RPG plus collection plus story. You you can tell this wasn't translated too well. Uh, It's a story of the war between mankind and the tank monsters. Ah, the tank monsters. Of course. (laughs) The hope of the human relies on the girls, whose bodies have been rebuilt and combined with armor parts. All the girls are under your command. Lead your army. Won the war. That oh is as written. Oh, man. That is some say, good I shit feel, right I feel there. like if you are going to have tank parts, you should probably cover up the other parts of your body that are exposed. And I, I just I don't know that I agree with their military tactics here. I see one of the girls here wearing what appears to be a bikini and, uh, like, you know, bare leggings. Um. And then she, you know, she obviously has like a, a tank as one as one of her arms. Um, yeah, but, you know, I feel like she's got she's got like a lot of exposure there. Yeah, 
How do I pre-order this? Where's that? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, no word on the price yet, but mm-hmm. if you're dying to play with your anime tank girls, that, that sentence is just so gross. Uh, that comes out on May 3rd. Uh, next up is a game that originally came out November 17th, 1998, which I've played with friends of mine on the Nintendo 64. This game is called, I don't know if you guys have played this, but this game is called Extreme G2. Oh, yeah. XG2. <laughs> this game oh, yeah. is getting, oh, yeah. This game is getting a facelift coming to Steam on May 2nd. Shit. Such a classic. Dude. This is a blast. I know. Oh, yeah. This game was so fun. It really okay. was. This, a lot of people, you know, face value, you look at this and you think, you know, the poor man's F Zero. Right. No, dude, this game was uh, dope. It was more than that. No, oh yeah, it was really fun. Oh, yeah, it was pretty. It was different from F Zero. Yeah, I remember playing yeah. a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. That's yeah. Awesome. But yeah, uh, May second, no price yet. But that is going on the wish list most definitely. Uh, two more. We've, we're looking at this game called uh, World to the West, which is a standalone follow up to Tesla Grad. Which I've not played, but I know is you know a reasonably successful indie game that came out, which I know absolutely jack shit about, but I've heard the title before. Uh, but this is a follow up to it. It's an indie uh, action RPG. Uh, it's got. Let me see. Let's educate myself here. Uh, APL, you can edit this right. You can cut the sound. Just give me like <laughs> yeah, yeah, ten I'll seconds. Yeah, I'll edit all of this while you figure out what's going see. on. Play as four heroes, each hailing from individual nations and possessing unique identities and abilities. Boom. Uncover secrets. Boom. More secrets. Boom. Exploration is key. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That takes me back to the, the CSGO shoutcasting. Boom! Oh. But now, this, this looks like a pretty, uh, pretty, a pretty game, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, yeah, Worlds of the West, uh, developed by Rain Games. Yeah, they also made Tesla, Tesla Grad, which, uh, okay, just... yeah, I remember this game. Go ahead. <laughs> Can I just say this next? I, I'm sorry. I know you're still in World of the West. Oh, no, no. Before no. you transition to the next game, this sounds exactly like what happens when I'm finally able to jerk my gherkin late at night. You know what I mean? This next game is called Tumble Seed. <laughs> you know, it just kind of tumbles out. It's not exactly like <laughs> oh, my excited God. to be out, but it... Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's oh, my God. That I want to... Re- this game really does describe human genitalia. Deceptively deep. It's about balancing a seed up a dangerous and ever-changing mountain. Oh, wow. There's definitely some symbolism going on here. <laughs> yes. yes. Definitely. Absolutely. It's, uh, this game looks like a, it's a cute little roguelike game where you balance a rock or a seed or whatever this thing is up a beautifully crafted mountain. That's about it. This looks like a very simple game, but it's very, it's it's a decent looking game. I thought I'd throw this on there. Nothing, you know, I'm not going to put out next to Prey. But yeah, it's called Tumble Seed. Uh, no price on it yet, but this comes out May 2nd. So keep an eye on that. This, you know, I, I part of me wants to add every single game on Steam on this list on the off chance that it picks up as like the next big stream hit or fucking PewDiePie picks this up and it gets millions of views. So I can say, <laughs> no, you heard about it first on the KB Mod podcast. That's right. Um, that's good. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up this week. Let's jump into some viewer questions. Yes. With a, with a banger of a question right here. Mm, this is going to take about, I hope the next 20 minutes are freed up, guys. This is going to be, <laughs> yeah. we got a God, question. Here we go. 
from B tier K2, good friend of ours. He asks, which of the four fast food chain places would you eliminate and why? McDonald's, Starbucks, Taco Bell, and Domino's. Yeah. I don't I actually Wait. don't think this is a very difficult choice. I um don't either, I don't think. But I, what's there are your, definitely uh, I'm stuck between is Starbucks fast food? I don't I don't put these in the same yeah, place. Uh, I, mean, I guess I would Stalin say Domino's fast food? I mean It seems like we have yeah. to just evaluate the four the four options he's given and yeah, say we have to this. remove one. Yeah, I guess that's a better way to look at it. Mm, okay. I mean I'd either get rid of McDonald's or Taco Bell. What? Hmm. Okay, that's no, no, no. no that's 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 those are wrong no. answers. McDonald's has nothing, well, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Garbage burgers. All right, your prize better right, at Wendy. All right, you got this. Why question, would I go to McDonald's? You got this question wrong, Scott. What what what's your answer? I mean, honestly, for me, it's between uh, Domino's and Starbucks here. Uh, what? You got to pick one. If I have to pick one. I can't believe that you're. I can't believe you're even questioning this. Yeah, for me, I thought it was easy. Not because McDonald's was an obvious answer, but because Starbucks or Domino's for me are obvious. Uh, I mean, not so much obvious. Like I don't go. To, I barely ever go to Starbucks, so it might be easier for me to say Starbucks. But I don't also. I mean, I I try to avoid ever having to order from Domino's. So hmm. Domino's uh, I, is so which, obviously the yeah, easy answer yeah there is no, nothing is. yeah you're probably right. right this question did not say that like these yeah. are the only four places you can eat right in which case you would be eliminating That's your true. only pizza option you it's literally just saying point. which of these four should cease to exist and the answer is clearly dominoes because yeah. there is no, nothing right. special or proprietary about what they do no. taco bell has That's some true, things yeah. that you can't like regardless of the quality of taco bell they have some yeah. things you can't get other places. Same thing at McDonald's, right? Some things that you can't really get other places. Starbucks is, I mean, you, you're not getting rid of Starbucks. That's complete foolishness. Domino's, yeah. there is just, there's, not only is there better pizza elsewhere, oh, sure. Domino's does not, does not have anything desirable to keep. No. You should just get rid of them. You know like, what's really fucked up right, about right. Domino's, though? This is, is not because... even like a would you rather. This is like, can we actually get rid of Domino's? <laughs> Like they're not providing any extra value <laughs> yeah. to the to the consumer pizza space. I agree. You're right. That's Listen, a good way to look. They got the Domino's tracker, dude. You can watch how long it takes. Um, you can, you to can get figure to out exactly how long it's going to take for your garbage pizza to reach can your house. Say, every time I've ordered Domino's and watched the tracker run and it says they're at my house, they're never at my house. And about an hour and a half later, I'm calling them asking, uh, that sandwich that I ordered because your pizza is fucking awful and your actual sandwiches are better than any of your pizza offerings uh, is probably freezing cold. Uh, yeah, he left the store about uh, an hour ago. It should be there soon. I have never, can I say that I have had, oh, wow. I don't, haven't had that many Domino's experiences, but almost every single one has been uniquely terrible in different parts of the country. Like I, I mean, I'm sure it depends on how it, cause they're franchise. So it depends on how it's run, but I have, yeah, you're, you're really starting to raise my, cause I I've repressed this, but, <laughs> I never have a good experience at Domino's ever. Gotcha. Yeah, I I did get this question. I just think, if you're thinking about it, like from yeah. I was ahead. like, well, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like get rid of McDonald's and leave Domino's as if like as if you you're desire right, yeah. Domino's. 
Yeah, McDonald's has redeeming qualities. Like I, lo- I like the McFlurries they have. You can you, Domino's. I mean, they have like how nothing. are people in this chat gonna say Domino's is better than Papa John's? What? <laughs> that's that's that is. I can't even get into what that. I can't even get into someone on that thing, level of thinking. Ooh. No, the only thing I can say is that it is true. Like KFCs are good. Like in Europe and other places. Like I know that there's an actual quality difference. I can only assume that the offerings in other countries. If it's in the U.S., then that's just patently false. But if it's in other countries, I, I can't speak to it. But that, mm. is, that is just fundamentally. I don't You're The right, other yeah. thing that people are pointing out with Domino's is that they are the one reason. You know what? They exist in the space, so, uh, and, and they're such power players, is because they are open till 2 a.m. Yeah. And, that is, and they are often the only place that's that true. you can get food yeah, that it's late. Just, it's, just a, it's just a value play, late, like late-night value play. I just what are what are your guys' favorite pizza chains? Like I need to know. Like I'm I'm torn between like I enjoy Pizza Hut from time to time. They're not the the best well made pizzas, but Papa John's is good. Papa John's is good. Pizza Hut's fine. Like I mean, I'm not super picky. I'm honestly I'm not I'm not really that picky. If if someone if I go to someone's house and they've ordered Domino's, I might silently judge them, but I'm still gonna eat the pizza. I thought you were gonna That's a great point. You know what? Pizza. I will betray all my values because it's still edible pizza. Yeah. Like it's not. I'm still. But it is look, so, I still. I like yeah. pizza. It's like it's fine. It's edible. But I'm just saying, in the context of this question, there is truly no other choice because Domino's does not do anything yeah. that you cannot get elsewhere. And in this case. Yeah. They don't do anything that you can't get better elsewhere. Like yeah. you remove Domino's from this you... equation, and nothing of value is lost. It's like and for you... me, like like it's sacrilege. Like it, literally, my family, like they grew up in New Haven, New York. Like we don't order. You don't order fast food pizza. That's like the tier three. But mm-hmm. if you have to, I, I'm 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 so glad that most people are under the assumption that Domino's is the last part of that chain pizza. Like I, I mean, again, like yeah. I'll eat Papa John's. I'll eat. Pizza Hut again. They're not my favorite. I always try to we'll try to order from a local place or somewhere like a mom and pop. But if you can't, I understand if you can't. I'm glad mm-hmm. that most people are pretty in in agreement. But I really do think it's the two a.m. It's the two a.m. factor is is huge for Domino's because they're open when other people aren't. And I get it. Sometimes you're you know you're hungry. You've been you've been smoking the funny bush or whatever. If it's legal, <laughs> of course. Uh, you know you're maybe a little bit hungover. You're drunk. You're hungry, or you're just hungry super late and you don't want to make something. I understand. What I will give Domino's is that like I everything that I've ever eaten that was okay or decent from them was not pizza was like a sandwich or like I got some kind of chicken thing <laughs> like it was never <laughs> pizza. But that's crazy because you're known for your pizza. So I don't or I think, well, it's a pizza place. I feel like people some people in the chat are misunderstanding my line of logic here. I'm not saying that that Domino's is even like the worst of these four places. I'm no. just saying that there is nothing original that you can get at Domino's that is worth saving. Like McDonald's, all right, yeah. look, you don't have to like McDonald's, but the point is you can't get a Big Mac elsewhere. Right. You can get things, you yeah. can get burgers that may be somewhat mm-hmm. similar to a Big Mac, kind of. You can't get a Big Mac elsewhere, right? Same right. with Taco Bell. You can't yeah. get a, like a Crunchwrap Supreme elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you like Crunchwrap Supremes. That's not the point. The point is right. there's something unique about that, that removing right. Taco yep. Bell, you can't get it anymore. What There is nothing like that with Domino's. Like, oh, I, ca- I can't get cheese pizza now. 
I can't Dude, you get... can't. I bet you can't get the chicken shit they have drizzled with like they have these chicken things. I was looking at their menu because I was forced. This is about a month and a half ago. There was nothing else open. I had an exact situation. This is bringing back repressed memories. <laughs> I went to their menu, and they have these chicken things, and it's literally chicken. They're little chickens spread out in a line, and then they pour sauce and cheese and bacon on top of it and charge you like I don't know like eight or nine bucks. And it's like, uh, you know what? I'm going to go look at this travesty. I'm not saying that like, I'm sure like it tastes okay, but this is the kind of shit that they're pulling. And it's like, you aren't fooling anybody. You just deep fried some chicken and melted cheese and bacon on top of it. And you're calling it like your chicken, your special chicken sauce. Uh, Hold on. It's called the, oh, they call it specialty chicken. Okay. It's called specialty Mm, chicken. Of course. I'm going to give you a picture. I'm going to give you a picture of this shit. It's like, come on, but this just, but this just, but it goes back to exactly what you're saying. It's like, there's, they don't do anything. It's like, like you, don't, you don't have to love Starbucks, but you can't get a Frappuccino elsewhere. So I don't yeah, care if you don't, exactly. if you don't like Frappuccinos, the point is that's something unique that Starbucks offers that other people might want. You're talking about eliminating this chain. That doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone. That's a good point. No, the, the way that you answer the questions. That's true. Yeah, that's true. No, God, yeah, I'm the looking way at this. Yeah. Looking at the specialty chicken, just—it's <laughs> just literally they make a thought, it's specialty chicken, spicy jalapeno pineapple. It's literally chicken in a line, and then they pour pineapple and they put fucking the spicy jalapeno sauce and they bake it, and they call it specialty chicken. What it's like our, our artisan craftsmen in the Domino's kitchen have been working oh. on this artisan chicken. It's like fuck off. We've flown them out from Italy. At least, you know what? As much as I hate Pizza Hut and the absolute shit they do to pizza and putting their crust, like the hot dog crust. Like oh. Pizza Hut is, is my main issue with Pizza Hut. Not that it's not edible. Like you can get okay things from Pizza Hut. Is the absolute ba- is the absolute bastardization and disrespect that they have for pizza. <laughs> where they'll put fucking hot dogs in the crust or make a grilled cheese crust or, you know, whatever millions of things that they've done to destroy something as simple as pizza and that should be enjoyed. But even that, I give them credit for. It's like, yeah, you guys are fucking idiots. You're putting hot dogs in the in the crust of your pizza. But at least that is kind of a unique product. Yeah. It's not repurposing chicken and putting candied fucking pineapples on top of it <laughs> and cheese and charging me $8 for a specialty at chicken. Least, yeah, at least it's something for someone who wants to adventure a little bit. It's not right. something that's it's not something that's just rehashed from somewhere else. No. It's like, look, no. you may not want hot dog crust, right. but hey. That's you but know what? Where are you gonna get that? Yeah, where are you gonna get that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't see anything on this menu that I think you know what I gotta have that can't get it anywhere else. Exactly. Um, no, it's a great, I, um, you make a great point. It really, if, if Domino ceases to exist, you're not losing a single menu item that you cannot get <laughs> better somewhere else. You really aren't. You're not. They don't exactly. have a That's go-to. All That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. You got it. I think any, I reasonable, any reasonable person answers Domino's for this question. And if you didn't answer Domino's no. after this discussion, I think you, you really should rethink your, <sighs> your line. You're right. I jumped on YouTube to see if there was a Big Mike food review for the Domino's <laughs> specialty chicken. Unfortunately, there isn't. But I found this one review, and I'm looking at the comments. Uh, like someone said they wanted to vomit while eating this. Someone commented... <laughs> He's reviewing the uh, the Domino's Sweet Barbecue Bacon Specialty specialty oh. Chicken. So, this one comment says, I've been a manager at Domino's. Trust me, their food is horrible for you. <laughs> I've had the barbecue before. It was good, but gave me a stomach ache. Wow. Like, this guy wow. Here. Look at this. Wow. All right. Well, there it is. 
That was this a decent question, question but I would appreciate yeah. more challenging questions in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, when you really laid it down and we, we take it that way, um, the only thing, someone pointed out, the only thing that I think Domino's could try to claim that they have is, uh, uh, you point out Cinestics, and that is the closest thing to having some kind, but you can get a version of that somewhere else. It's not say, that's exclusive. Still... To, they may have started the Cinestics thing, but now everybody else does them, and it's it's not. Yeah, there are imitation cinnamon sticks right. on Pizza Hut's menu, I know for a fact. Exactly. Oh, yeah, there absolutely are. So it's it's not that they, yeah, so that's still, for me, not enough. Um, now, also, if Taco, you want Bell, challenge... Taco Bell and Starbucks are just legitimately good places to go for things you need. So, I mean, I love me some Taco Bell. I mean, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not going to Taco Bell for quality. I'm going to Taco Bell to get the fucking Crunch Wrap Supreme. Or you know, dude, like I'm, I'm, I'm going to live. <laughs> you could have, like, you could have, like, of the two, choosing to put Starbucks and Taco Bell on the same, like, in the same question as McDonald's and Domino's, just isn't even fair. Those two don't even yeah. qualify. Yep. yep. Well, let's, let's move. On, if you please. want a more, if you want a more challenging question, then this next email, albeit not challenging in the same way, <laughs> this is this is. I don't want to read wow. this because I have parents in uh, a room next to me, so <laughs> oh, do you? I'm gonna elect that someone else reads this. Mm, okay, I guess I'll take this one then. Yeah. This is uh, this email is from either Jesus or Jesus, depending on how you pronounce this. We'll go with Jesus because I don't think Jesus would have written such a abomination. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, it was just it was just Easter. He's resurrected, so he's uh, only a couple weeks old now. He's reformed. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's from Jesus or Jesus via email. Excuse me. I was the kid that poked holes in the plastic packaging of paper towels and toilet paper. I was the kid that picked up just about everything in the grocery store. I'd squeeze the loaves of bread and squeeze the, the yogurt cups. Okay, it's kind of an admission so far, but we'll get to it. Um, but the one section I always avoid, avoided during these tactile excursions was the meats. The aseptic cellophane and styrofoam packaging. The you, uh, now, we've got to point out some of this, the wording of this yes. email. Tactile spelled tactile. Tactile. Was is W-U-Z. Yes. Packaging, for some reason, has a capitalized... A-G-I-N. Yeah, I don't so know. I, the I wonder if there's a hidden message here, but I don't can't figure out what it's supposed to be because I've tried to put it together. I the author of this email is clearly under the influence of a foreign substance. Yeah. So please continue. I'm sorry. All right. So the aseptic cellophane and styrofoam packaging, the deep red color of the meats, the intercellular fluid that was apt to leak onto your hands and make them sticky, it didn't excite me at all. Then it hit me. Meat is surprisingly sexual. Oh my god. The <laughs> no. pornographic red color of so much of it. The flesh that exists for your pleasure. Chicken breasts. Breast E A S T <laughs> is capitalized by the way in that. Chicken breasts and thighs can be fondled without repercussion. <laughs> Even thick spelled T H I C C. Even thick sliced ham's texture reminds me of how I imagine the inside of a vajayj. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say this word, he said. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Even thick sliced ham's texture reminded me of how I imagine the inside of a vajayjay might feel. Slightly uneven, a bit smooth, but still rough enough to provide pleasurable rubbing friction. 
friction. I don't know what friction is. Frick I think he means like friction, friction, but he spelled it F R I K S U N. Friction. Yeah, I think oh. it's supposed to be friction. God damn it. Mm, this okay. is a sin. Wow, this is. God. All right. My question is, what is your favorite meat? And specify how it is prepared. Thanks. Mine is steak. <laughs> that's all. One, that's all. Oh, one, one sentence. He left out how he wants his steak prepared. That's such a crucial piece of information. He did. Yeah. He did leave out how he uh, like it prepared. Looking at how this question is written, he he has to want it well done. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a really fucked up, well done kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh man, it definitely seems concerned about like you know the the red color of meat and you know the the way that it feels. So I do think it seems like he would go well done to get away from those things that bother him. I can really appreciate the KD Zen vibe from this question. Yeah, no, it's good, man. He's it's uncomfortable. It's surprising. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's gonna happen. Takes some turns. Yeah. Um. Ah, well, what's her favorite meat? So favorite meat, that's really open-ended, man. Any kind of meat you could, God. Yeah, I don't even know, like, is he, does he want to know, you know, chicken versus pork versus beef? Or does he want to know, like, filet mignon versus ribeye? I mean, what are, I don't even know. That's a, such a. Would you count, would you count, like, lobster in there? Or I mean, sure, lobster meat is meat, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably, if I have to go with, I was initially going to say chicken, because that's just such a tactile um, tactile. Like, I mean, it can handle a lot, or tactical, I guess. Yeah, but um, handle a lot of friction. Chicken friction, yeah, friction. with the chicken. Friction. They can be fondled. Oh you were going to answer. Enough. You were going to answer chicken because you get to touch the breasts. Yeah, that's that's right. yeah. Fondle the breasts without they repercussion. Can, without repercussion. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real reason. That's the best part of that. Oh my god. What the fuck? That was that was gross. But no, I, I think uh, if I had to go down to one. To my yeah. favorite, it'd probably be grilled chicken. Okay, like some really good grilled chicken. Just it's hard because it depends on my mood. Because I love—I mean, I don't discriminate, man. Sometimes I'm—you know—I'll never turn down some nice chicken. You know, you know, steak is just. Oh yeah. And I also love—you know—I love so anything cow-related, but I love also really nice tender like ground beef because you can do a lot with it. Make a nice burger, but then you can do a nice steak, and then you got pork I'm glad chops. You specified. And- yeah, and you said yes, you can I do mean. a lot with it. I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, that sounded a little open-ended. I mean, well, that's true, too. You can. Anyway, the textures. <laughs> but, uh, man, if I had to choose, like, I guess, I mean, chicken is, like, steak's really good. Chicken is very really, versatile. Ch- chicken's so versatile. You can do so much with versatile, it. Versatile, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, chicken's hard to beat, man. Even though I do, I mean, I do love my, I do love some red, my red meat, but. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with chicken too, just because you can do so much with it. Really? Have it so many different ways. If we go based off what I order at restaurants, it would probably be steak. Like I really mm-hmm. like ribeyes, you know, like a, a mm-hmm. nicely cooked medium rare steak at you know, at a restaurant that's that's yeah. not not like Applebee's, you know, or Denny's or <laughs> something. We're talking proper restaurants. Uh that's that's usually my go to. Um but like like you're saying, Scott, it kinda depends on Depends on the setting, depends on the mood. Because, yeah. like, it's, you know, I love pork ribs. I love brisket, sure. you know, but sure. like those oh, are, brisket. those are just like, that's a different, that's a whole different vibe, though, right? That's like barbecue, right. barbecue and a nice steakhouse. 
I'm not those those can't really be compared. I'm not going for the same experience there. No. But I wouldn't say one's better than the other. They're just, you know, they're different. I think that might be my new favorite Twitch spam, by the way. Katie, Katie has posted oh, yeah. a part of the, the meet a surprisingly sexual portion of the, uh, of the, that is a great copy pasta actually. And that is an incredible really is. copy pasta. It's a little too long. Yeah. It might overwhelm a lot of listeners. It could, you might, you could maybe short it a little, I don't know. The whole thing's so good though. And it has, yeah. it comes out of nowhere cause it's got no context. So it's even yeah. not allowed to say better. this word. <laughs> that's essential like so much of this is it's long but it's it's concise in what it's trying to say what would you how how many katie's ends would you rate that out of five i'd give it three little mics out of five it's not bad pretty strong that's pretty good i I, I still go i still go back to that halloween question every every week (laughs) that is just my finest work right there like back when i would send those questions i would always like I would measure how good they were on how much I could make John laugh because yeah. he would stonewall so much of that. That's true. That's true. But um, yeah. But well. he was crying during my question, so that's a, that's it's a, a shame success. you peaked so early. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I went on for a while. What? That, no, that no, was, I know. But I just, I just mean in like in your life, your best days are clearly behind. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. What a shame. <laughs> Maybe that was cool. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's so tough. Like right now, because I think I'm in the mood for chicken, so I'm leaning towards chicken. But and also you need a healthier option after after uh, taking down exactly. some of those peanut butter cups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're still sitting next to me. I've managed to resist, but I don't know how much longer I can resist. Um, all right. Well, that was an amazing. Thank you, Jesus, uh, via email. That was very interesting. And um, wow. I learned a lot about I, I... Oh. Learned about how sexual meat is. I didn't. I never realized. But you're right. You can fondle those breasts without rubber. <laughs> it's a good point. Oh my gosh. God. You know. Oh God. I don't want to get into it. But anyway. Weird. I know. I know. We're not supposed to talk out chat. But this is just perfect. I need to shout this out. It just sums it up so well. It's all downhill and anime from here, KD. That just sums up <laughs> everything so well. Yep. God. All right. Our next question comes via email from uh, Love Muffin. And you want to read this one doesn't seem as yeah. crazy, Katie. You want to go? You can take this one. Yeah, I can take this one. Yeah. All okay. Right. So, Love Muffin, he writes in, "Hey, KB Mod, spelled out K A Y B E M O D. This is Love Muffin again. I have another magical gift for you. <laughs> just that question. Just that sentence has broken me. Uh, it's super great and so convenient for awkward elevator-related anxiety. Oh, this is Did good you know for me how- then. <laughs> Did you know how many cephalopods can change color almost to the point of becoming invisible? I grant you this ability. Imagine a polite foreign man is holding the elevator for you. (laughs) (laughs) Screw him. You just turn invisible. Yay. No more mumbling about the weather. Free stolen Milky Ways for life. Damn, dude. Unfortunately, since this is Harry Potter-style magic, it is conveniently handicapped so that things can't be too easy. So I regret to inform you that if you take the gift, you also gain another of the cephalopods defense mechanisms. Inking. Anytime you are scared from now on, you will suck in the nearest available source of water and expel it forcefully with a large amount of ink provided by the ink sacs that are now located between your lungs. Example, a cleaning lady with headphones with headphones on, opens the bathroom stall you're sitting in. Can I oh, just boy. stop you right now? Because yeah. this is the re- this dude is pulling stuff 
from stories way past. Like this is that's like a four year old story from the podcast or five years old. Oh really? Told about me. Anyway, sorry. This is amazing. Oh, oh really? Okay. The yeah, that actually horror. happened to me. I told that at one point. Yeah, I was oh, sitting God. to work and the cleaning lady <laughs> yanked open my bathroom stall while I was dropping a deuce into oh. the workout. Oh. Man, anyway, that's awesome. Sorry, he, he's sorry, bringing that to keep him out of lore. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Example: a cleaning lady with headphones on opens the bathroom stall you're sitting in. Oh boy, that was startling. You suck in about a quart of water from the toilet, and poof, <laughs> that dum dum is confused <laughs> in a cloud of ink, and you are out the door. Wow. So maybe this is a win-win for avoiding interaction. Anyway, the choice is yours. If you take it, I need to get rid of this VHS copy of The Little Mermaid. What? What? Hugs and kisses. Bye. Wow. Another. Great I like question. that. Wait, his. Wait. If you take the, if we take the, 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 so if we take the ability, he gives us his copy of the Little Mermaid. Sounds like. Is that what carries the curse of? of the I don't know. Stuff? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. Would you? Okay, so you can turn invisible, but then if you get startled, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't think it's worth it. Oh, I mean, I think if I if I ink, I can simply immediately turn invisible. If it's unlimited, then I guess you can avoid embarrassment. I guess you would also just have to really avoid being. The thing is that once people realize that you did this, like that, once you got startled, you would ink everywhere. People would just make your life miserable. Because I was going to say you could yeah. just go around. We're really making sure you don't get startled. Like really trying to be calm, get zen. But yeah. always, there's always going to be something. You like, would be. You be. you would always be like. You you honestly you would become startled easier. I think because Maybe. you would constantly be worried mm-hmm. about people you know surprising you um, because they they would learn this right. If it happens once, you're not going to be able to explain this away. Like why the. Yeah. You know why the cleaning lady is covered in ink. I immediately thought like I could never play another horror game again, but I probably could never play another video game again. Yeah, because like Anytime. if you if you yeah. factor in like any small startle from any game, that's a lot of fucking video games. Like you can get yeah. startled in like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to switch out chairs all the damn time. Yeah. So like it's gonna be rough. being invisible. That's sick, but really. I mean, you also have to factor in, you know, what are the rules of being invisible? Do you have to be, are your clothes invisible too? Do you, if you go out and, you know, be like, listen, you enlist in the military, like, listen, I can straight up turn invisible. I'm a valuable asset. And, but like, is your gun going to be invisible or is it just going to be a floating gun? Like this is some CSGO. It's actually a pretty important, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty important question around invisibility is even if you can turn invisible, the objects around you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be. Yeah. Just be clothes like floating walking around so unfortunately i'm gonna have to reject the invisibility because yeah i think I i'm gonna have to decline even though that sounds super badass i just mm-hmm. i don't think i could go through life inking every time i got startled because i get startled enough. and also the thing th- that we didn't mention you suck in the nearest available source of water too right. so like oh, if you have yeah. you know that's if you're like range if i'm sipping on this tea and i get startled i just you're suck just... the tea into me and then turn it into ink yeah, that's the closest cool. liquid to me is probably like the piping in my house next to the bathroom. <laughs> near me. So if I get startled, it gets it get fucking pulled out through the wall, or and just through under my door, into me, then out of me. 
I feel that like these, these questions such an inconvenience. these questions were one of the side effects of something we just have no control over. I feel like they're never worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like wow. farting when you can fly, you know. Right. Yeah, I don't think I would do it. I don't think I would do it. Invisibility is cool, but it's I don't think it's worth losing losing control over like a situation like like expelling ink everywhere. Right. We could be on this podcast right now and I could like I could yep. get mildly startled and then I would ru- like I'd ruin my monitors. I don't think we'd Dude, do it. How yeah, not worth yeah. Good question. That was good. Factor. Sorry, you're gonna have to hold on to that VHS copy of the Little Mermaid for a little bit while longer. Yeah. <laughs> somebody decides to take you up. Find another sucker. I appreciate the lore that you left. I mean, again, obviously referencing my elevator story. And then, yeah, that's super old. I don't even know if I told that on a podcast. That might have been an offhand. But, yeah, this is when I worked like six, seven years ago at that software company. I was <laughs> – anyway, I don't even know. I must have told it on the podcast. But that's <laughs> – yeah, that was very, very awkward. She came in. I didn't really know what was going on. And she thought nobody was in there. She had her headphones in. And she yanked I open vaguely remember this on. story. Yeah, I probably told it. And, uh, I mean, I'm just sitting there, mm-hmm. dude. I'm fucking – I forget what I did. I was just like, hello. And she was like, oh, superstar. <laughs> but uh, anyway. think she about probably, how if she had the power, she would have inked all over me. So yeah. <laughs> think uh, about how valuable this skill would have been when you were hiding in the bathroom, APL. Oh my God. Just turn yeah. invisible. Yeah. Go true. to the room. Perfect. <laughs> out of there. Scot free. All right. Hey, Scot free. Damn. <laughs> That's some good shit, Ooh. brother. Damn, dude. Blah, right. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. All right. This, that signals that we need to be getting this over with. And we are almost yeah. at the end. But we've got the iTunes podcast review of the week, uh, which you can uh, do yourself, maybe get a feature. We've got two uh, beautiful reviews featured today. So two people decided to go ahead and give back a little bit and let us know beyond the fact that we're a five-star rated podcast, which we are. Um, Scott, give us a little bit Scott, of... How many, how many reviews do we have for next week, though? Uh, none at the moment, right? Yes. So if we exactly. if, so that means that right. you could be the one for next week because by definition we have received none for this coming week in the future. So Exactly. What is so what do they have do to that. do? What do they have to do to get featured next so week? So simple. So simple. Go to iTunes, okay? Uh go to iTunes, look up KB Mod. Uh you'll find our the KB Mod gaming podcast. You'll see we are a five star rated podcast. The only requirement is that you rate us uh, five stars, which is what we deserve. And then you go and you write whatever you want in the subject uh, or the title. And then you write whatever you want in the body of the review. It can be a question. It can be an honest feedback about the podcast. It could be, it could be what, what did we, we've had, uh, I almost said Braille, but no, we've had, um, we had Morse code, binary. Morse code. We've had yeah. Morse code. Why am I thinking Braille? Morse code one week. I was you like, can, how am I going to read Braille? Uh, Braille into iTunes? I'm like, that wait would a be minute. impressive. Dude, that's the next thing is screens that can, you can actually, wow, that can morph and warp and you can read Braille on your, on your touch on your phone. That'd be cool. Anyway. Um, but yeah, go ahead and do that. We've got two reviews this week. Uh, the first one comes from a someone who's not a stranger to these reviews. Believe it or not, we've seen the name Cat Fondler sixty nine before. <laughs> this is his second or third review. I wonder if a- it's the same person or if that just. I mean, right. it's possible that some that more than one person goes by the alias Cat Fondler sixty nine. Exactly. Yeah, it could be a copycat. It could be just another another account uh, or another review by the same person, but. This is uh, titled uh, Brandon, Brad, and KD are wrong. Of course, five stars. 
And okay. it says Brandon, Brad, and KD are wrong. Custard filled donuts are the best donuts. Mm. Mm. Response? Any that thoughts? was that was that was from last week. We uh, we yeah. talked about donuts and the best types of donuts, and mm. uh, we had some different answers, but none of us went with custard filled. I feel like that's uh, that's mm. kind of a niche choice. That is, I and I agree with you too. I know it wasn't a discussion, but I, I agree. I, I'm not saying I won't eat a custard filled donut, but it's not. It's not at the top. Yeah, I means. wouldn't. It's it's uh it's kind of like the Domino's analogy. Like if someone brought a box of custard filled donuts, sure. I'd be like, okay, well, that's. I'm surprised you would buy so many custard filled donuts <laughs> without any other choice of donuts. <laughs> but I'm still gonna take one. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's a, Thank that's you a, for that's, your... that, that is the right place to give us that feedback. I appreciate uh your your letting us know that we were wrong. And uh, I will definitely take into advisement in the future that custard-filled donuts may be the best donuts. Okay. Thank you, Cat Fondler 69 right. Appreciate it. This, um, uh, this next yeah, review is not a complaint at us, but mm. it's a complaint at iTunes. Yes. Pretty clever. It's, uh, the title of this review is Mediocre at Best. Mm. It's from Sub-T. It says, Mediocre at Best is what I would rate iTunes mm. since it keeps unsubscribing me from my third favorite podcast every time a new episode is uploaded. Wow. So that sounds like a pretty bad issue for iTunes. You gotta get out there. Huh. I like the meta that he's using too, is that he used this, the, the title uh, mm-hmm. as the start of a sentence and then the, the clickbait. The body. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, the body I like that. It's a tease. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, the good well thing, I guess the good thing though, is that it's not unsubscribing him from the KB mod podcast. It's unsubscribing him from right. his third favorite podcast, which he doesn't right. name. That's, um, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's but, very true. He does. It is unfortunate. But you know what? As long as we're, since we're clearly his favorite podcast, and we're not getting unsubscribed to. I don't want to say that's not our problem, but, you know, yeah. I hope he gets it I mean, I, I definitely, I, I empathize with you. Um, I don't know if there's much we can do about iTunes infrastructure. But the right. silver lining is that you have us and your second favorite podcast to listen yep. to. And exactly. hopefully by the time you've listened to those two podcasts, you're able to go and download your third favorite podcast manually. Exactly. But yeah, thanks so much for the review, Sub T. Another, of course, two five-star reviews by two esteemed members of the internet uh, community, CatFondler69 and Sub T. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I think that's going to wrap up episode, I have to scroll to the top of the doc, 276. My goodness, we are we are creeping close towards 300. I know we're still a decent ways away, but it's not that far away. And that's, I mean, again, I'm turning 30 uh, this month. It is now May 1st. This month, I'm turning 30. So, I mean, Ooh, wow. anyway, time just flies by. Turning 30, and we're going to be hitting 300 episodes in not that long. So, uh, if you guys enjoy the podcast, again, definitely leave a review. We'd love to read your thoughts on what we do here. We've been doing it for a long time. Uh, check out kvmod.com for the stuff that we discussed. Extra Life, again, just to reiterate, is going to be August 18th, 19th, and 20th. So again, a ways away, but mark that on your calendar now. Look for the little Nightmares review that's mm-hmm. coming uh, next week once Katie Zen finishes that up. And of course, you can check out the multi-stream and other content that goes up on the website. Check out Twitch, uh, obviously twitch.tv slash kvmod for uh, other streams that go on during the week as well. We don't just do the podcast stream. There's also a bunch of other content that happens. When do we do the podcast stream, Scott? That's a great question. Uh, we do the podcast streams, uh, 10 Eastern, 7 
PST uh, on Sunday nights, uh, generally every Sunday night, unless otherwise noted. So that's when you can catch us live. Of course, the recorded version of this podcast goes live at some point most days, uh, the following Tuesday uh, after that Sunday. So this will go live on the 2nd of um may so anyway it's not too complicated <laughs> thing to figure out i just love you spelling out all the different dates i'm just i'm just like, looking at the dates. I'm like anything else we can do here um yeah. i feel like a youtube vlogger who's like just trying to drag out his vlog for like, as long as possible like people can't put together the date this the date we're airing this I'm and just, what I, listen Tuesday i'm trying to give people and... zero excuses zero excuses to uh to, to not know what's going on with us so uh, check out KB Mod Gaming on Twitter at KB Mod Gaming. I am at APL Fisher. Volition is at VOL1. T-I-O-N. Katie Zen is at Katie Zen 18. And like I said, this has been episode 276. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you or you will hear us next week. Farewell. Yatta! Yatta!